Another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash. I'm coming to you on Valentine's Day Eve. This is when we're recording. And um, I've got two very special people here with me. Whom I love very much. Something and then something, I don't know, K-pop, Valentine related. I don't. You know, I should have brought something up on Tumblr before this, because I could probably find some really, like, weird Valentines. But anyway, um, parts to both of you. First off, we have Dear Kiara. Hey, everyone. And making a surprise appearance. Drum roll. We're actually, well, we're actually broadcasting during a time when he's actually able to be awake and and cognizant of what we're doing, yes. KFLOT, or as we call him, Noah. Hi, guys. How are you? Like, I'm glad to be back, finally. <laughs> I, I, can get, I can get some shit off my chest. <laughs> he has lots to get off his chest. So yes. Yes, I just, do. Uh, I just can wait hang with us. Hang with us, folks. Okay. Yes. So, um... I'm going to say a uh, happy belated Lunar lunar New Year. Um, that's already come and gone, but that was a big thing. Um, yes, it's the, day, it's the day when my, all my Asian friends magically disappear. <laughs> yes, and they also get money. Well, I have a friend who's French. Yes. She is, is uh, one year older than me, so <clears throat> she's 30. Um, but she, um, her relatives still give her money and with her it's like it's kind of more of a you know you get the kids money sort of thing yeah. they still try and give her money and she's like you know I try to be polite and be like I don't need it but I'm like you know I have no shame I would totally take it I'm you know I'm like you know if, you're My girl, if you don't want to give it to me, me. <laughs> I was like you can give me the money that your relatives are giving you but yeah um, <laughs> I have no shame um, but yes um, all of the um, rice cake, you know, soup, and you know, the yes. you know everything, just everything. It uh, makes me long for days when I actually was able to celebrate Lunar U here, New Year instead of living in a place where most people here probably don't know what that is. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, and when my, my Asian friends come back, they come back richer and happier than ever. <laughs> <laughs> And and then they and then when I bitch and complain that they were being gone, they come tell well now you know how we feel during Christmas, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like you, okay, I'm it, like, This is just the tip of the iceberg here with Noah. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
So, um, one of our idols, and, you know, Tim is, is on a two-week break. He is um, currently watching Luchadors in L.A., and I'm not being funny. He, he, he is. That is what he has done, went to L.A. to watch Luchadors. And um, he would... Uh, he, I, you know, I don't know what he would say, but I, I feel like I could hear his heartbreaking. Um, so there's an incident where um, Taeyang of um, of Big Bang uh, posted something on was it his Instagram or what, what the heck ever yeah. for the New Year, and he. You know, I don't know what the hell he was trying to do. It was it was like a video of his face and transposed on Kanye West's face, um, which, you know, why would you want, uh, you know, I'm not even going to talk about it because it's not K-pop related, but Kanye West is just, okay. Um, so, <laughs> um so basically he started off, it was on his Instagram, he said, Happy Lunar New Year's. And then apparently there's some sort of app where you can like wear the face of like anybody that you want. So he turned himself into Kanye West and wished his fans um, a happy monkey new year. <laughs> oh, now God. technically Lunar New Year is the year of the monkey. But you know, again, like we're saying he had his face transposed on the Kanye West, and he was it was making monkey noises, and it was just people were like, "Not cool, not cool." Now, with all of that said, not long after, I want to say a couple of days after, a few days after. No, it's almost um, like one day after. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, one day after. It was not very long after that. Um, unlike some other uh, member of another idol group, I won't name, well, we'll talk about them briefly after this. Um, after, you know, all of the backlash and, you know, people commenting, um, Taeyang actually deleted, immediately deleted the post, posted up a new one, and basically he posted up an apology for it, and he, and this is his post, and he said, I read all the comments, and I'm very sorry to anyone who had bad feelings about the last post, which is now deleted. I didn't know some people would think that way, but it is totally my fault, and I take responsibility. I did not mean it that way, and I hope you guys understand that. I'm sorry again, and I will never make this kind of mistake again. I hope you guys will forgive me. Now, I've always viewed Taeyang as someone who has always been very um, admiring of uh, black culture, and... Just, I mean, he, you know, and I mean, you know, I think YG has actually told him, like, he's black or he acts black or, you know, some ridiculousness like that. But it's obvious that Taeyang, you know, molds himself a lot after people like Chris Brown and Omarion and, and such and such and such. Mm. And so I honestly don't think that he meant it in an offensive way. The, you know, obviously the quick apology. But... Mm -hmm. It does, I mean, again, it does show the kind of deafness 
that is there in places like South Korea as far as, you know, what kind of stuff that they realize is offensive. Yes. Um, and I do want to, and I think it's interesting because I do want to put this in comparison to another incident that I just learned about today, which uh, apparently, which has to do <laughs> with Girls' Generation, which has already had uh, a racial issue, um, I think it was at the end of last year with um, Taeyeon, and she had some sort of, like, Instagram post, and she had the members, you know, the little emojis of, like, the members. Oh, was that, wasn't that Tiffany? Huh? I think that was yeah. Tiffany. Yeah, it was, that was Tiffany. Tiffany, yeah, Tiffany. It was Tiffany. It was Tiffany. You're right. And she had certain members as, like, literally dark black, like, in coffee or dark black, like, um, Suyoung and, and, um, and, uh, Yuri and, and all of this, and, you know, it was supposed to represent each girl, and it was like, the hell. Um, so this time around, Yuri, um, was, she's filming a new drama called Neighborhood Hero. The girls had a, a coffee truck sent to the site of her, um, site of her, uh, drama, and instead of putting something on it like, hey, you know, do good on your drama, fighting, we're so proud of you, yeah, you know, so great, uh, the message that they have on their banner is, thank you for filming our Yuri so that she looks white. Heart from SNSD. And then, uh, apparently on uh, um, Taeyeon's, um, um, uh, her social media, she has a coffee cup or something with the same thing written on it. Yep. And then Young even had, um, on her Twitter, she thinks the lighting director in her hashtags, um, hot Seuss, hot tough hashtag assisting actress friend hashtag local hero fighting hashtag help yourself lighting director nim hashtag sincerely yours snsd twitter blah 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 so um yeah so I just you know I, I think people are, are kind of you're it's just have been happening so often that you Everyone already kind of has, especially international fans, has their kind of feelings in general on how, because this is going to happen, how it, we've already come to the two, we've learned and we're like, this is going to happen until something changes in South Korea. But in terms of these two groups and at least individuals from these two groups, um, I do want to kind of... <laughs> I do want to kind of highlight the difference in how that was treated. I'm not trying to do it with any kind of bias or anything. I don't. I do have a top bias, but I do have not have a Taeyang bias. I just want to put that out there. I don't have. I did go see Big Bang in concert, but I don't have a Big Bang bias. Um, but 
I, I just, you know, want to put that out there in the sense that, um, especially when Tiffany's whole thing happened, her Instagram was bombarded with international fans like, this is wrong, and how could you do this, Tiffany? I hope you tell you. She didn't change a thing. Uh, thing. Um, and it's obvious, you know, they don't, you know, don't care. And I understand, you know, this was the, I found the Soshi thing, was posted on the Mona, and I understand, like, some people were saying on there that, you know, they're Asian, or the Asian Pacific, and, you know, people make jokes like this all the time, and I understand, you know, that's part of your culture, but that doesn't make it right. And that doesn't mean that that's something that you should have to endure because this is something that's always been done in your culture. The people have always put down people of darker skin. That's not, you know, just because it's always been done doesn't mean that you should have to deal with it. So even if it's, it's, if it's done in a joking manner and everyone's just like, oh, it's okay, um, it shouldn't be okay because... No. Uh, you know, your your skin color does not define you as a person of who you are, your your beauty, whatever about yourself. So, yes, those are my initial thoughts on it. Um, Noah, Kiara, no, I'm sure you have something to say about it. Who <laughs> do I have? What Kiara um, do you want to say? Um, well, I, you know, I, to be honest, when Actually, I didn't hear about the the new song yesterday one until just now, and um, I didn't. Yeah, it just I just saw it today. Yeah, and um, the Taeyong one. Um, I only knew about it like until after it all happened, because uh, I didn't realize what was going on until like when it all went down and he apologized and everything, and you know, um, and I kind of agree with you in the sense that I don't think he did it in a malicious way. Um, Unfor you know, there's just, even when you think someone, like, especially like, you know, Taeyang, he kind of gives me that feeling where he kind of knows about, you know, the hip-hop culture mm -hmm. and the, the story behind, and, you know, everything behind it and the culture and everything, you know, there's still, you know, there's still going to be instances where, like, you know, stuff like this will happen, like, mm -hmm. some, like, in like kind of ignorant moments will happen, and, you know, yeah. I mean, it sucks that he did something like this, but at the end, he did apologize right away, and I'm sure he felt really bad about it. I, I think he, you know, he just, I guess he just wanted Kanye West's face. I don't know. Um, for yeah. Photo. And there, because I have seen recently K-pop artists using that app, where they can put other people's face on their face. Yeah. Um, so you know, unfortunately, these type of things they're gonna be mishaps, and so you know, I'm glad he at least cleared the air right away for that. Um, this new Sonia Shide one, I'm, I can say I'm not surprised. <laughs> really the sense. Um, yeah. There are just too many instances, and especially when it comes to Yuri, like it's it's been a, like a running joke since they debuted. Like I remember when I was actually into Sonia Shide, and I would watch their videos and stuff like that. And you know, Yuri was always they were always on Yuri about her skin tone. And you know she, her her nickname from the fandom was Black Pearl because you yeah. know she's a dark yeah. one. 
And, you know, so the fact that it's been, what, nine years and people still joke on her skin color and people's, you know, just the fact that she's, like, one shade darker than everyone else in the group. It's one, two shades darker. And not even, people. like, I mean, when you talk about Seung, she and Seung are about practically the same shade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's just, it's kind of crazy to me. And, you know, I'm not surprised, really, that Tiffany hasn't apologized. Because I, I feel like, I've, I feel like I've, I'm always hearing about scandals. You see those over. old pictures of Tiffany when she was living in the mm. U.S. and was tan as F. Yeah. And was like, you know, and it's just, it's just. Yeah, okay. I'm just like, oh, but yeah, in the end, I'm just like, I'm not surprised about Tiffany. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what, uh, you know, yeah, you know um, yeah, you can go. You can go. <laughs> Let me go, bro. Let me yeah. go. Like, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to everybody. This is how I feel about it. There's, but there's one thing I haven't, I like, I haven't. Everybody knows I have big issues with international K-pop fandom, and the issue I have is like, first of all. This idea that black culture, like what is black culture, first of all, you cannot say black culture as and define it as hip hop or R and B or like cause if you're gonna go as far as saying hip hop or R and B, then you can say the same thing about country. You can say the same thing about EDM music, house music, like any kind of music, popular music that's played nowadays. Originally, like was started by black people. That's the one thing. So you can, and, and you know, the black culture, it depends on how you want to define black. Some, I, mean, I know some African Americans want to define black as African American, like those who, those who have ancestors who were shipped as slaves way back when. And some people see all people of African heritage as, who have African heritage as black people. And, but then to, in, to say that hip hop and R&B represents black culture, and then goes on how they steal this culture. And when people talk about cultural appropriation and how can how dare they, like how dare Taeyang, culture appropriate our culture, use our clothes, our style, blah blah blah. No, that's Afri African American clothes, hair, and style. Like people, in black black people in South America, black people in the Caribbean, black people in. Afri like in different countries of Africa, black people in Asia, yes, there are black people in Asia as well, don't have that culture. It's not the same thing. Please don't make us one thing. We're not. I'm, I'm an African and I'm proud of it. So please stop with that. And to, and to say, like I'm losing track, but there are, it, I don't want to go too far with this. But, like, but when Taeyang said that, like, he, first of all, he did not make a monkey noise. He made that noise Kanye West always does. But, peop but some people on the web are so insecure that they assume he's making monkey noise. And even if he did monkey noise, they automatically he, they assume he was making fun of black people. Just because a lot of people in the international K-pop fandom have been hurt, and yes, everybody has absolutely the right to be offended when someone does colorist, racist, ignorant, mean-spirited bullshit. Yes, you do. And you, absolutely. But don't always assume that somebody's being racist without actually looking into 
obje objectively. Like, they're not even look. That's the one thing that bothered me through the whole thing. Like, he, like, yes, he's. I'm gonna say ha Happy m New Year of the Monkey because it's the Monkey's Year. So, like, c c like, is it really that hard to make yeah, that connection? Yeah, that was the thing with me. I was like, even if he did say, I'm mean, like, it's unfor. It, even if he was making monkey, that's an un. <laughs> that whole comparison is extremely unfortunate. But I can see where he personally would not have made that connection. Yes, because he's not like even like like even me who has dark like have chocolate skin. I don't like I am like I'm pretty much educated on the subject. But before that, I had no clue. Like this is more of, of African African American history, American history and culture. And like everybody outside of America are do not know anything about it. Come on, even people in America do, do not know any, any anything about it. Look, everything about it. Like if you have been to South America, they don't understand. Most of them don't don't understand cultural appropriation or colorism or racism. Like in Brazil right now, they right now getting starting to get more knowledge about racism. Like before, Brazilians said that racism didn't exist in Brazil, and in the same thing, like in even in my country in Africa, when I go back, they say light lighter skin is better, dark skin is uh, not as good, especially if you're a girl. But it's like they don't mean anything bad about it; they just say it without thinking. It's they are so how do you say conditioned to it? They're so conditioned so to it. This. I have heard about. I just want to um, interrupt you there because I've heard about that a lot, Noah. And about I do want to say because I know there's, you know, South Korea obviously is not the only country that no. has that whole the colorism thing. Like, how do you see that as compared to? Because a lot of people, you know, when the colorism thing comes up, especially among international fans, when the colorism thing comes up with South Korea, and they're like, you know, I just don't understand. Like, how do you, like, you were just starting to say with, like, Africa, you, you guys, you were saying it like, oh, well, we just kind of view it as a natural thing, or is... No, it's not not natural thing. It's not an okay thing. But it's, like, it's deep, like, I don't know specifically about Korea's history, but it's the same thing as, like, most of these ideas, like, in, for example, in India, before, they didn't have colorism like this. Like, they didn't have, like, whiter skin is better. Hmm. That's not that something that's always has been or or has always been a struggle for people of darker skin. It's, it's, uh, and the same thing in Africa. It's like this. It's these past 500 years that this color, this skin color thing, has been such a big issue. And and in in my native country, like I like I remember one relative said like, oh, uh, lighter like. Uh, Lighter skin is so nice. Like, look at that girl. We saw a vid, a video of a white girl dancing in our native clothes, and she, and they were like, "Oh, that white girl is so pretty." I'm like, "No, the bitch is ugly." And they're like, "Yeah, well, she's ugly." And they are like, "Yeah, she's ugly, but she's white, so she looks better. So, so it's okay." I'm like, "No, it's not okay." And then we like, it's like it's it takes time. It's like it's several like. It's, they are so conditioned. Like imagine, it's like imagine being thinking and saying and hearing and reading 
and viewing the world in a certain way, and you always have, is on, and then you have to rethink all of it. It takes time. And the diff that's different. Like, and you have, people have pleased to have to realize, like, people outside of America, they, it's not a part of their life. It's not a part, it's just like white people. It's not a, a part of white people's life. And I just want to mention here that, um, you know, I can't speak for all uh, international fans, but Americans, especially now, can't really sit on their high horse because no. there's a lot of things that, um, especially lately, that is obvious that people are still conditioned or choose to think um, that have subsisted for decades and decades and decades yeah. and have not refused to die. So, yeah, yeah like, I just. <laughs> yeah, that's, that out there. Yeah, please. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that. I like. Yes. Do I get offended when? Uh, did I initially get offended when Tayyam did that? Yeah. Did I? Did I? Because like I automatically assumed. But did I? When I think thought deeper about it, that I'm like, no, this is not talking about me. We're talking about black people. Not. Not every. And the like. It's just hard to say I don't know how to say it, but I hope people will please get out of this bubble and think and think outside the box. Like imagine being on in the, in Korean shoes. Like it's and that's the difference, I think. Young, he's a Korean, so he's not gonna get all the nuances and different perspectives and uh, knowledge that we have because uh, it's not a part of his life in Korea. And neither is it a part of their life in, of my relatives in Africa, because they don't they they have access to internet. But it's yeah, we have internet, but that doesn't mean we automatic automatically click on racism and cultural appropriation. That's something that takes years and years. Like that's the that's a word that's been become popular these past five years. Before 2010, people barely looked it up. Nobody knew what cultural appropriation in on the social on social media until five years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I agree with um, pretty much all you're saying. And and, the, and there's a big difference. When Taeyang found out, he apologized. He and that's the one thing I have to say. That's the difference between Taeyang and Taeyang and Tiffany. Tiffany, she is an American. Wendy, she is American. Amber, she is. They are Americans. They know better. They should know better. They had American. They had American citizenships. They grew up in America. They should not say the N word. They should not. They should not say all oh, white or light skin. I have honestly, I have high expectations from anyone from who's outside, uh, who's uh, who's from the Western world. Like if you're from Europe or if you're from America and you say some racist shit, then yeah, then I'm gonna judge you harder. And honestly, I'm and I'm gonna go say one more thing. SM artists, if you're an SM fan, let me let me tell you. And I know SM fans will get at me, and all the my fellow SM podcasters, please get on me the next time we're on the podcast. But I will say it. SM artists are way more racist. Well, I mean, it. There. Because they are I, way, I will they say are that I mean, there's Korean. been a lot That's said about how they, they treat their. I mean, just treat like Chinese trainees and. Yeah. They are way more colorist. They are way because they are way more Korean. 
than the than let's say a YG artist. YG artists are way more like they yes they culture appropriate. They have what's it called the chains. I would say that that's probably a, a also a factor of the corporate because YG's whole thing is like you said they're they a lot of what their sound is and their look is is appropriated from you know black or people of or color of cultures as people of color so just and they employ and they even employ people of color in some cases yeah. i mean not the sm doesn't either but it's their whole sound their whole look is a lot more uniform it's more yeah. it's just yeah you know, and the thing, then, and then. and the one and and the other thing is when when like cultural appropriation is taking somebody else's and making it making it your own. That's yeah. the that's what cultural appropriation is. And when talking about cultural appropriation from a Western standpoint, we talk about uh my not a, the powerless getting abused by those who are in power. That's the, that it has to be a power dynamic between the two different groups for it to be a negative ver negative cultural appropriation like Native Americans like like people wearing headdress Native American headdresses or people uh, like now doing things that are typically African Americans and is usually viewed negatively but when a white person does it is is something as exotic and fun and hip. Yeah, that's the negative because it has to be a power dynamic between the different groups. Koreans or Asians don't have that, or and black people or African Americans or black people in general don't have that history. But I think it's, there's also not just a power dynamic, but in a sense. I think in general people just want to feel that you know you're not just taking it from us at least you understand this is where it originated and you are the ones to do it first and yeah. I'm taking it with the respect of knowing that you cultivated this and made this possible for us to turn it into something you know in our culture as well just just that respect that is there that's that culture that's not how culture works that like K-pop is a is a. But I think that's the whole thing with cultural appropriation is it's just showing the respect, not that it's just that you're just you know you're showing what? things for what? that for what? like when like you for example when you're wearing headdresses and something you're not acting like oh this is just the costume that I can put on and I'm playing, you know I'm playing um. But that's no, Indian to Native American today. Um, you know, to, to actually show, you know, like when you've got, you know, K-hip-hop rappers and you've got some, the, obviously the ones that, you know, the the ones that I've seen, at least some of them underground, they seem to have a real a knowledge and respect of hip-hop and where it's come from. And they might not, not know everything about the history of hip-hop, but they know mm -hmm. enough to know that, you know, it's something to be respected and they're not just saying yeah I'm just listening to hip-hop music and I'm going to be a rapper now sort of thing you know you've, you've got you know it's, it's I'd like I say I feel like a lot of the appropriation thing is down to respect and not treating it like 
you know, like treating it like dress up or treating it like you're like as a costume. You know, it, it, I mean, Asian cultures get it a lot of the time too with appropriation. People that dress up like um, geishas and such on Halloween. You know, that's considered a but negative appropriation on the, from toward that's, them. But that's the thing. We do like cultures have have never lived. Secluded, we cannot be afraid of wearing, of wearing kimonos, uh, uh, like like kimono shirt or kimono uh, robe. We cannot be. Well, afraid. It's also a situational thing. I mean, I don't think and this, it's and this, a bad and thing if somebody is wearing it as part of a cultural exchange, and they're just having you try things on, like a handbook or a cultural thing. Just you know, and it's 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 more of a cultural exchange. It's like, okay, see how it you know looks, and take pictures in it. That's not and how culture works. You going out and saying, "This is my Halloween costume. I'm a geisha." So the, you know? did, did the Egyptians ask for royalty from uh, the the Roman Empire or the Greek for taking a part for taking part of their culture or their knowledge? Or well, they the didn't. But we're no, also, the, I mean, we they, also don't consider that. I mean. I mean, it's not like we consider the Romans just went in and gently said, "Hey, can we can can we take over your <laughs> can we take over your empire, sir?" They obviously did not. I mean, no, they did not. No, they did not. And that, and I'm not saying they're. But that's the thing. Like all cultures are not the same. We we do not. You cannot think like that. Culture does not have royalty. It has never had royalty. You cannot expect royalty. It doesn't royalty. have royalty, but I mean, there's. I mean. Cultures do have uh, beginnings and have, you know, well, then we, have, then, have then, then we a place where they started and culti and became, you know, what they have become. And then, you know, when certain things get popular, yeah. like you were saying, when certain things get popular, you yeah. know, because of one other person, and like you say, it's frustrating. Especially when you have some people that do one thing, and people are saying, "Oh, this is hip, this is cool, this is edgy, this is different." Yeah. And the people that have been doing this for years, years, decades, hundreds yeah. of years, whatever, and you know, when they do it, it's ghetto, it's trashy. Yes. You know, that it's, sort of thing. And that's and that's where the power dynamics come. There has to be power dynamics between there has to be a group that is abused that is politically, economically, historically, socially uh, uh, weaker than the dominant group. There has to be a histor there has to be a power dynamic for within academia there has to be a power dynamic to be calling it because culture if you want to call it cultural exchange or cultural appropriation but it's always like if you eat sushi if you do yoga if like even k-pop not k-pop is not just taken from uh, a black music they're taken from japanese music they're taken from uh, classical music they're taken from all kinds of making it their own i agree with you on that it, i agree yeah. with you with that um Noah, but I just agree that it's not down to power dynamics. But I agree with you on that. That everything, obviously, like things like that, that that's not cultural appropriation. Hip hop, um, African Americans appropriated hip hop from Jamaica, like from the Caribbean. Isn't that's how it works? Like when you see African Americans trying to get in touch with their roots, wearing uh, dashikis or 
like saying some Swahili words, blah, blah, blah. And they're appropriating like different countries, African, uh, different African cultures. They're appropriating it. It's like, it, it, that's how it works. It's not, you, it's not license or royalties. That's how not cultural, that's how people have been interacted all, all for thousands of years. That's not how it works. It never will work. This idea that you have to respect or uh, ask for uh, allowance from the made from the original culture. There is no original culture on this earth. There is no original culture, none, except some secluded in, in native groups, in maybe in India or South America, that have never been in contact with uh, other human beings. There is no original culture. Even hip hop or R&B or black culture in America is not original in the sense that it's purely made and bred and born without any outside influences in America. Never. Well, Noah, I would suspect a lot of people disagree with you, but well, then, uh, uh, then, keeping, then, that, then. keeping that on the K-pop line, um, I also um, I also have a feeling that we're going to see like we do every year, more instances of this happening. So um, yes. it'll be interesting to see, you know, how people react to this. I think I, I, it's interesting to see with the international uh, fans, you know, it, if it's more of a kind of, oh, here we go again, or, you know, it, it, it's, it's to see a mixture of responses to it. So it'll be interesting to see the next one. Yes. Okay. So... On this whole like colors and race thing, let's end on something positive. <laughs> Yay! It is um, at least in the U.S. I don't know about other places. It is Black History Month, and I think if we're going to um, correlate Black History Month with K-pop, I think there is nobody better to correlate it with than Insuni. Um. The black, the black diva of Korea. She is amazing. Um, she's been pop blues singer in South Korea for more than 30 years, and she's amazing. And I recently found this article um, uh, from this place called StarsAndStripes.com, which was published in 2011, but is still uh, very valid now. And it's just a, about a former GI that was stationed in South Korea when Insuni was growing up, and how he kind of tried to help her along as she was, and recently found out, recently being when the article was published in 2011, how she had turned out as an adult, which she had become this huge singer in South Korea, and uh, it's essentially, you know, Insuni kind of credits the U.S. soldiers for steering her in the right direction when she was just a teenager um, living near this place, Camp Casey, mm. and um, um, Dong Duchon. So basically we have this U.S. soldier, his name's Ronald, Ronald Lewis, and um, when he met in Suni, uh, she was, you know, she was a teenage girl, and a few of him and his army buddies befriended her because, you know, it was obvious they saw her and they felt she was troubled. And um, at the time, she had wanted to be a nurse. And, you know, it was already the odds were kind of stacked against her. 
Um, Penny people there know instantly know she was the child of a Korean woman and a black U.S. soldier who abandoned mm -hmm. the family, and then she was born into a culture that um, still, in a lot of circles, is is very hostile to mixed race people. And and Sunni, when she was young, they outright she was outright shunned. So when they interviewed Lewis, he was like, you know, I prayed for her, and he was like, I was just like, I hope she doesn't end up on the street. And um, what happened was, eventually, he, you know, talks about him and his friends were kind of like big brothers and surrogate fathers to her in the early 1970s. And then Sunni said that if, before she met them, she had a repulsion about Americans because of her family background and her home environment. Uh, growing up being difficult, and but after getting along with them, she came to feel that you know all human beings are the same and that Americans are good. Insuni mm. um, was born uh, Kim Insun to a mother whose family disowned her because she wouldn't abandon her mixed race child. So in her mid-teens, Insuni and her mother moved to um, Dongducheon which is home to Camp Casey, a U.S. Army base. Um, I don't know if it currently still is, uh, probably is, but may or may not be. Um, there's been some changes in the army bases over the years. Uh, but it was there when she was 16 that she met Lewis and his friends who were several years older and they came, became friends and Lewis says, um, Lewis is um, African American and so her being of mixed race got his attention and he was saying that when he saw her, you know, you know, they didn't expect a to see someone looking like her there and that she was very you know she wouldn't say anything to anybody she wouldn't talk to anybody she was very isolated mm. and so during that time um, you know they you know let their mother know that they were trying to help her and you know just kind to you know you know be friends with her and they found out that because she was a you know, because of her skin color, she was put out of school, and you know all that sort of thing. And so, especially because of that, you know, they wanted to help her, and they wanted to help her with the prejudice. And you know, Insuni says that she saw them a lot. They brought her, you know, all kinds of you know food, hamburgers. Um, they brought her into the base. They saved money and bought clothes and earrings for her. She was kind of like their little sister. Um, and they left after they left South Korea. They exchanged letters with her for like a little while, but eventually everyone lost lost touch. Um, again, anyone who knows Insuni's story knows that Insuni sang at bars until her big break came in 1978. Twenty years old, she started performing as a member of the He Sisters, a groundbreaking all-girl group in South Korea. Some people say the first actual like real girl group in South Korea. And she broke out on her own, but not before she was banned from some TV shows and singing competitions because of her mixed race features. Um, of course, more than three decades and almost 20 albums later, Insuni is often referred to as a South Korean R&B diva. And then um, along the way, this is an interesting kind of aside, um, Insuni got married and in 1994 she had a daughter named Jasmine Park. Insuni actually flew to the U.S. to have her daughter to ensure that the girl would be an American citizen. 
and have more options if she was the target of ridicule or isolation in South Korea. And she says on that, I was afraid to let my baby endure the same hardship I had growing up. But South Korea has been affectionate toward me as a singer. Although my daughter was born in the U.S., I hope she does her part in South Korea. And currently her daughter is an honor student at Seoul International School, and she's, which is an English-only school with an American-style curriculum. And of course, she's been very outspoken for the plight of mixed-race children in Korea. Um, as a child, uh, there's this foundation called the Pearl S. Buck Foundation that provide that provided funds for schooling and living expenses. And and Suni's now a trustee, and her daughter is an intern with the organization, and she wants to see open a school in South Korea for multiracial children. So she's done a lot um, for um, multiracial people in South Korea. Um, and basically, <laughs> getting to the end of this. Eventually, um, because of this article, Lewis and Insony were um, connected together again by um, Facebook, and they talked on the phone. And you know, even though um, you know, Insony spoke to him, even though she, they didn't say, I don't know how much English Insony knows. Here they said she had limited English, but she said, uh, Ron said, you told me you wanted to be a nurse. You became a singer. You've achieved so much success, and you did it. And he said that um, you know he, he dismisses. He doesn't like the suggestion that he was partly responsible for Insuni's success, but that doesn't mean that he's not part of what she became. And he says, "I knew she was really smart, and when I found out she was famous, I couldn't believe it." And he said, "Everyone in Korea knows her." So I just want to say that because I've ever since I found out about Insuni, she's an inspiration to you know not just you know multiracial you know biracial people in South Korea but people everywhere you know she's done so much to get to the point where she is and she is rightly uh, very respected in South Korea and she is also in a position to give back and she does so so that is K-pop Black History Month in Suni I think one of, if not the, you know, example right here. And, you know, it, 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 and I think also a good thing, you know, with all the ugliness that we have on a semi-weekly basis with all, you know, this, these racial issues coming out of South Korea, um, I think Noah touched on it. It is a still evolving thing. Yes. So, there's that. Do you guys have anything to say about that or in Suni? Kiara? We haven't Kiara? talked for a bit. <laughs> oh, my turn? Oh, no. <laughs> um, no, it was not a good article. And, you know, um, always hearing about in Suni and her life, it's always very, you know, it's always nice to hear and just, you know, it's always, it always, you know, like it's really just to hear like the her struggle always about her struggles in her life, you know. It's so difficult but to know that she's such a strong person and she came out of it as who she is now. It's really great and you know. I'm always happy for her and I really I really like her so yeah. you know, just to hear just to learn more about her life is very cool to me. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean 
Uh, like I heard about it. I, I actually read that article in 2011. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, she is an inspiration. The yes, and she's like this weird anomaly because considering how South Korea is now, and I can only imagine how how it was back in the 70s, uh, 60s, and like that fact that she as a mixed-race ch child was able to succeed and actually really making it and we like because we have seen like these new talents uh, who are mixed Koreans turn up on talent shows and they just get they don't have standard chance like not even just half black ones even like mixed race with with white they still get uh, they still get rejected or discriminated against or bullied. So yeah, I totally find her inspiring that she still that she is so recognized and so well respected in Korea, even though uh, even though how it how it's difficult to beat somebody who's great. And uh, and her song like what's it called Goose. History. That goes to dream. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. K-pop. It's one of my favorite Korean songs of all time. Okay. So in Suni, we applaud you, girl. Yes. So let's come to the fairly new point of the show, where we do MV reviews. This came out of my desire to do MV reviews separate of the podcast and YouTube not liking the fact that I was <laughs> using other people's content, video content, and then um, using my own audio over top of it. So we're just going to do this live, and you guys have seen these MVs a million times anyway, so we're just going to give you our live commentary on um, some of the uh, basically the latest MVs, popular MVs that have come out recently. And hopefully this will work. I'm using a program called Sync Video, which we all should be able to watch and comment on. So hopefully this will work. I've not used it before, but I searched time low for it. Um, after trying to get live streamed work, I don't, I don't even know how that. I couldn't even un like figure it out. Tim has the secrets to the live stream, so I don't understand it. But this one is is supposed to be good. So on our list of MVs, we're going to be watching for a minute this week. Grace, AOA Cream, subunit of AOA, uh, Mama Moo. Um, one of their new pre-singles and winner is this perfect timing for our favorite Inner Circle member who has gone back, come back just in time. Uh, so let it let us start with uh, for a minute, which um, I'll talk a little bit more about them later. Their new single has gotten a lot of opinion pieces from people uh, mostly because of its um, its format it's kind of the same kind of thing that 
Big Bang had did with Bang 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 with the two kind of separate songs smashed together. This is I feel like I kind of like it just because I kind of like for a minute and I like what they're trying to do with this. Um but we'll talk about it more when we watch it. Okay. So this is for a minute with hate. Are you guys seeing this? Yeah. Cool. Oh, I like those shoes. <laughs> so. I swear to God, their makeup is always on point, and they always have yeah. different hairstyles. I really liked the look of this video. I really liked, the yeah, visual. everything the aesthetic. It, like, in general, <laughs> I just really liked everything. Ab it's actually a very Western sound yeah. in the beginning. Well, it's interesting because the song is doing well on international charts, um, which is another thing we'll get to because this is obviously a song, you know, yeah, everyone's like, oh, this song's horrible, and it's like, there's no way that they released this not knowing that it wasn't going to be a good, uh, popular mainstream song in Korea. And here we go. I don't really like her bangs. Yeah, poor Sohyun. And there it goes. Now it's crap. <laughs> See, I don't hate that. I don't, I mean, I for me, it. it's, it's no different than Bang Bang Bang. And no. if it was like a different song, like, like no, maybe it was the intro. I don't like it when SNSD does it. I don't like it when Big Bang does it. I don't. I sure as hell do not like it when Four Minute does it. I'm just saying, it sounds disjointed, and I like this part. I feel and like if it was an interlude on the album, like not part of the song or a whole yeah. different song. Because I still like the idea of it, but it doesn't work with the two with the one song format. But there's also a part of me that's just like I like the fact that they're, you know, doing it. This mashup bullshit needs to end with K-pop. Like it needs to die. In well, yes, and I think Big Bang kind of is keeping it on life support because their song was so. Well, yeah, it was better. It was one of the better, but it still sucks. No offense. I like bang. I like bang bang. It's good to get you hyped, but it's still. But yeah. I mean, at least in the sense, bang 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 was kind of a hype song throughout the whole song. But yeah, it's just like it's mellowy and it's a, like mid tempo song, and then suddenly we're in this like you know totally different vibe and song. And yeah. It, it's, too jarring for me. Like I don't like that. Mm. I, yeah. I it took me a good while to even kind of care about I got a boy because it was the same feeling I got. It was just too jar it's too jarring. Like I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the makeup and I love the Yeah the video Yeah the video looks great and the girls look great but I just I can't I can't with this jarring sound when I said no. like yeah. Did, if it wasn't a part of the song, it was more like of an intro or something like that, it would be better. 
Yeah. I mean, if, if it was two different songs, I would probably like it better. And Hyuna needs to stop to do with those, that thing with her eyes. Like, she's creeping me the fuck out. Who? <laughs> Hyuna. She's like doing that, oh, that well. glaring with, with her right, her left eyebrow is way up. Her face does a lot of things that are yeah. creepy to me nowadays. Okay, so we'll be talking about for a minute a little bit later because they've had a lot of a lot of press concerning this new song and things that their cube management has been saying. But um, let's go forward to another. Uh, I I don't really know her. Grace is she from a group or what? But she just released a song called "I'm Fine," and I haven't seen the MV, but I heard the song the other day and it sounded all right. But um, apparently the video is a little bit crazy, so we'll see. Does anyone else know about Grace? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Is this a new soloist or is she? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, is she a new soloist or is she from another group? Okay, this is she's not from the Grace. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I can't. I mean, like I said, I've heard the song, so I heard it, and I was like, well, I know the video is gonna be. Oh, I, I know the song. I turn it on, and then I turn it off after five seconds. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, just there alone. I just saw her. They imitated Stellar's marionette music video. Yeah, that's what I was like. Was she just like making fun of Stella right there? I I would need to look at the lyrics, but it kind of gives me a vibe of her like kind of making fun of K-pop. It's impressive in Korea, actually, that Nugus can even have a very high-class video. <laughs> like they can have a high, very like high-budget video. She kind of I mean, reminds me of like she's trying to be as close as Korea can get to like their own personal Miley Cyrus. Amen. I was. You know, I, I get that vibe from her. Like she obviously can't go as far, but she's going as far as she. Can. <laughs> that kind of weird club kid vibe. Yeah. God. But I can't really, I can't really diss her. This, like, this is the kind of crap YG always puts out. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if she was a YG artist, people would be like, oh, yeah, go green. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, girl. oh my gosh. Like, CL oh, could come out with this and people be like, oh my gosh. Black girl is walking in. And then there would be the other group like, oh my god, I can't believe how many cultures they appropriated. Yeah, there would be a, a bunch of people that would hate it, like, strongly and love it, like, strong. Okay. Oh god, this. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> a hot mess. Oh, Can you help but laugh at it? <laughs> it's just like. 
a million things going on at one time. I don't even know like where I'm supposed to be looking or. She's a hip hopper, house dancing, YG shaman, Native American, Miley Cyrus wannabe. I don't know. Where, uh, like it's too much. It's got a long list of people that worked on the MV, so I guess that worked. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Before we get to the next one, I. Okay, I just have to like look up Grace on here. I, d I don't know. Like why? I'm, trying to, I'm trying to forget her. No, I'm like I want to know, and of course I knew this was gonna happen. I'm getting stuff for the Grace, and I'm like, no, just Grace. You're not gonna find anything about her. Maybe if I put her song in, haha. -ha. Well, did you find anything? Yeah, I'm just finding. Obviously, I'm finding a lot of stuff about her video. <laughs> 19 plus drunk K-pop review. Give <laughs> this up, dudes. I would like to participate in that. Um, yeah, I don't... Maybe... I don't know. I've never heard of maybe she's someone new. I don't... Uh, She's she's an unknown right now, so I don't know about Grace, but she's certainly trying to make a statement, so I can give that to her. All right, so let's get to the next video, which is um, a subunit of AOA called AOA Cream, which is um, the members uh, Chanmi, Yuna, and Hyejong of AOA. Um, not this is not my opinion, but what I've heard in some circles is the least popular members of AOA uh, put <laughs> in a subunit, and uh, I tweeted this and got several um, you know retweets and um, agreements, but I pretty much was like they needed a subunit for this. Um, I mean, I I felt like. You know, they were trying to do something with this, and then they just kind of petered out at the end, you know. You know, I, I was like, oh, okay, they're going to do the orange caramel thing, but then they kind of didn't really follow through on that. So then it was like they're kind of going to do the their rainbow pixie thing, and they didn't really go through on that. So, you know, it was just kind of blah. That's how I felt with this. But let's watch the MV. This is AOA Cream with I'm Jelly Baby. I like how they start the MV off with um, AOA's song, Heart Attack. Of course. The, you know, it's like, oh, this is what we usually sound like. For a second, I was kind of confused because I'm like, okay, she was just texting with the person, but this guy was walking with this girl, so it's like... Yeah, I don't even know. All I know is that at some point, they were like, we're going to well, fuck up this guy's life as badly as we can. Ladies, do you actually expect a coherent plot in a Korean music video? I could have got down with the Sailor Moon transformation stuff, but they just like... They completely baby. forgot about it after that. I, I must say, this this beginning is quite catchy. Baby, 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 baby. 
I do, have, I do have to say that vocally, they're actually pretty good. Well, yeah. Yuna's actually, I think people forget, Yuna's actually not a bad singer. She just doesn't get to sing very often in the regular group, whatever the hell they call it. Because um, I remember in AOA Black, she sung quite a bit in AOA Black. Okay, now it started to get crappy. I'm not really feeling that glitter on my eyebrows look. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Didn't like uh, SNSD do something like that once? Oh, I don't know, probably. Ha, we kicked him in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'll show him. I know there's one girl I've, like, it's I so like this neat. part. Oh, okay. <laughs> baby, 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 baby. Ew, he had a nice, he had a nice nose job. Why would you click that cream? He just touched his oily nose. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, please, girl, well, go back like you wouldn't touch his oily nose. Nose. Well, we now we know who's gonna take um Jimin's rap parts and AOA songs. <laughs> yeah, I was about to yeah. they have her rap. Like yeah. she's a lot more pleasant to listen to. A lot more pleasant. Yeah. I mean, actually, I've seen people be so like. But in general, like, people, I've seen people be so, so mean to, like, these people. Yeah, yeah, that they don't like the song? Well, in general, these members, like, like I said, the whole thing, like, it's not my opinion that they're the three, because I don't really know the AOA members that much anyway, other than Choa and Jimin. But these being, quote, unquote, the three most least popular members... That's crazy to me though, because when I first saw AOA, the girl that immediately caught my attention is the oh well, I don't know her name, but the one with the pink, the blonde and pink hair. Me too. Cause I I thought she was a visual one, so me it's too. like when suddenly it was like it's Soul Hune or whatever. I'm like, why? <laughs> when you have her there, <laughs> but okay. Well, I'm just glad somebody dark skin is the visual for what. Or darker skin. I actually think the one in pink and blonde hair, she actually looks like Suhyun a little bit. Uh, well, they kind of do, but I don't know. I, 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 don't know. I, just, I, I just thought she was like the prettiest one of the whole group. Like A lot of people hate this song, but I don't get it. It's like, it's actually I, better than... This, like, I don't hate bad. it. It's just kind of like there for me. I'm like... I'm like, you bother to do a subunit for this? I mean, at least give them, like, an interesting song or oh, have them please. do something they... Like, I can see all of AOA could have just done this. Like, I... Yeah, they could have, but they did... Like, come on, this is better than Twinkle Twinkle Crap and whatever that is... <laughs> 
SNSD subunit put out. Oh, like I forgot what the name, like Patisio. Yeah, that's yeah, no, I mean, obviously there's worse subunit songs, but I'm just, you know. Way I mean, worse. to me, it's like if you're going to go to the bother doing a sub, and this is for anybody, for a subunit, at least, you know, try and do something different. I don't know. That, to me, was like, that's I thought that was the whole point of a subunit. But anyway, so that's AOA Cream. It was okay. It was actually not that bad. No. It's not that bad. It's just kind of, okay. to me, it's just kind of lukewarm. Yeah. It's just the video. I like. I feel like I need to brush my teeth. It was too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you should have been prepared for that from the teasers. Okay. Next we have Mama Moo with um. I believe this is uh, another one of their free preview singles, along with like a crap load of other stuff they've been. Releasing ahead of their new album, but it's not their single, from what I understand. They just. No, they this just is not their official single video. Huh? Is this their, their official first single? That's not what I read, Noah. Okay, I don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> no, oh, you're asking? Oh, yes, I asking. read that it wasn't. Okay. So, good. I don't know. But apparently, it's already doing well on the charts, so go Mama Moo. Um, this is a, you know, again, they always do different stuff, so I've seen some mixed opinions on this um, song, but I just love them. I love that they don't take themselves seriously. I love that there's, like, genuine, like, emotion and, like, personality, Okay. you know, when I see them. I just love them. So, this is their one centimeter taller than you, Envy, Mama Moo. I want to be Hwasa when I grow up. Well, for a second, my mind just flashed a Gwen Stefani and Eve song for just a second. <laughs> <laughs> my mind just flashed there. I'm thinking about Dr. Dre right now. She 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 should do the whole song. Like she's a better rapper, better singer. I like both her and um, Mimjul. They're di they're different. I don't know. I heard she's colorist. She says colorist comments. They're both good, but they're different. Mm. This is giving me like late early two thousand American music style. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. why I said Dr. Dre. Do, 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 I want to do. Well, people. that's not. I that's not surprising with K-pop. I mean, I feel like you always see that. Like this gives me such and such. I heard this song ten years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It reminds me of Gwen Stefani's song um, "Lose Your Mind" or something like that with Eve. I like it because it's different from, you know, what, I mean, you don't see many girl groups coming out with this kind of song. No, in that sense, it's quite nice, but it doesn't make it any less boring. Well, I mean, this, it helps me feel better that they're not doing it as an official single, you know. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that, you know what, they can do... 
an interesting, you know, they can do video, they don't have to do the typical girl group thing. They can do whatever the hell they want. They can and they should. So I'm guessing they're talking about height. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's mostly just kind of an excuse to watch them be silly. You could kind of say this okay. is another um, example of the let's break into a whole different song at the end thing. Am <laughs> I giving a Jesse? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and the song kind of went a different direction, but it still flowed pretty well. You know, it was yeah. not a total like different one eighty. It's not a four minute hate. I hate you, Andy. Well, yeah, it wasn't as jarring. Okay, I cannot wait for their album. Okay, now, now, um, let's get to the trio of winner um, MVs that they came out with because YG can never do anything simply. Um, but to be fair, they did deserve it because they were in the basement for a long time. As an inner circle, and the only inner circle, as far as I know, on this podcast, Noah, is yeah. there anything that you want to say before this? And nothing too long. Just about <laughs> the MVs right no, now. No, I'm not going to be one of those uh, fans. I just want to say the album is really good. And if you read, if you, and if you read the lyrics, it even gets better. So I'm proud of them. Like I feel, they produced all the the whole album themselves. They wrote all the songs. I'm I'm just I'm just proud because it's actually a really good album. That's all I have to say. And a good videos, really good videos. Cool. And um, out of all three of them, which one is your favorite? Because we're gonna watch Baby Baby, I'm Young, and I, Sentimental. Uh, I like the. Baby, baby, video the best, and I like. Oh, it's hard to choose. It's like choosing between your children. No, listen, okay. Sentimental is my favorite song. Uh, I'm young. The MV is whoa. Baby, baby, the visual, like the whole aesthetic, is uh, gorgeous. But I'm young is like the shocking, like the story. You like you, you get engrossed in it. Okay. I, I like. I want to explode, but I'm trying to hold back and be normal. <laughs> Well, it's okay. I mean, we all have our biases here, and I feel like, you know, I'm not a, a, a inner circle, but I, I, I like feeling people's excitement for other artists. Yeah, I like, I'm so. really excited. I'm really happy, happy about. It. I love, I love their album. I'm, I'm, it's really too bad that they're not promoting, even they should, you know, because it's YG. Fuck it. But and one, and what I do, and one thing I love about them also is like. They actually give intellectual, smart, and like interesting answers when people when they have interviews. It's not your fucking standard of uh, bullshit that you hear from most uh, the celebrities in K-pop. Well, they've definitely, from what I've just from you know perusing some articles and things, they do seem like the thinking man's YG group. So yes. I've, I've definitely got that from them. And I see here up in the corner a uh, screenshot from Baby Baby MV. It has a 19. Is this a, is this a 19? Yeah. Level yes, video? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. 
All right, so let's start with baby baby. Kiara, are you excited? I'm totally excited. <laughs> I can Ooh, hear it. It's a, party. it's a hairless cat right there for you. <laughs> oh, those things are so ugly. I hate those cats. But they're really expensive, apparently. Yeah, they would be. Of course, it's a YG video. <laughs> Even the cats are expensive. Oh, I like he, like he needs to stop having blonde hair. Like it doesn't look good on him. It's, it's a YG group. No, somebody has had blonde hair. <laughs> it's a K-pop group, okay? Yes, and a K-pop group, but also a YG group. But you've seen the video, right? No, I haven't. Ooh. I've heard the song though. This is probably my favorite one. I love the videos. Like the whole angles. Actually, one of the members uh, co-directed this video. Oh, okay. Like he helped edit the video. I know that they've said and stuff that they've been highly involved in everything. Yep. Somebody's drunk on a Saturday night. That's Jin Woo. He's the visual. Oh, okay. Oh, he's the visual? No, that's the one. <laughs> the first one. Oh, okay. Like, girl, what do you, what, like, are you that for shallow? Isung Hu will end up being your bias, okay? I'm sorry. So no, I'm learning through you. I'm learning through you, buddy. You can see their performance. Have you seen their performances on M Countdown? You should. So, the blonde hair guy, who is he of the group? He is the he's the key of this group. Like like shiny, like he is in shiny. He's like that in this group. Okay. Well. Okay. It gives but, me but but snark, He's like a little bit snarky, smart ass, but like very. Artistic. I feel like I'm going to be disappointed in that the 19 rating is all because of the drinking in this video. That's me, no. He's so fine. <laughs> awesome. Like, he will end. He's like the secret, like, like the secret member that nobody initially cares to look at, but he will end up being your bias. Oh, okay. What shirtless scene? Oh, he's he's. Remember Lost Love, one of those shower scenes. Okay. I was afraid we were going to see more um, Eastern European models, but um, I'm actually kind of relieved that we don't. Oh, okay. Everybody's just kissing everybody. All right. Yeah. Did I see a girl? Did you see a black guy kiss a Korean girl? Oh, I, yeah, know, I, I know. I know. <laughs> The video is giving me a vibe of like they're kind of disbanded, the group, and they yeah. all went their separate ways and all having their own issues. Oh, 
Oh, that's what caused the 19 rating. Yeah. Okay. They're all drunk, depressed, missing. <laughs> I know, something. this is a really depressing video, I'm just realizing. This is like worse than Big Bang's loser. Good lord. <laughs> it's actually a better video. <laughs> <laughs> Noah is totally in the groove right now. I like fireworks. I saw something where they're going to be meeting inner circles in Korea soon. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't really yeah. help you, Noah, but it's, you know. I already met them, girl. I don't care. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I remember. You told me the whole story, so yes. That's fine. <laughs> no, I remember. No, I'm like, I, whatever, I mean... bitches. You'll be standing down there. They will be up on the stage. I guess I would face the face. Face to face. <laughs> okay. What did you think of that, Kiara? Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you like us. I mean, it's not a bad song, but... Eh. That was definitely my favorite yeah. one with the previews, you know, when they had everybody, other people on YG singing them. I was like, oh, what is, what is this one? Um, and I see this is kind of their uh, I'm lonely and drunk and and on drugs type of thing. So, <laughs> yes. so I get it. Um, and that, this is part one. Now part two comes. Let me, I want to introduce this winner uh, is Nam Taehyun. It's his solo. Uh, it's his solo video. I'm young. It's mm -hmm. a song he wrote. He wrote about a breakup he had recently, and uh, what he felt. He didn't actually didn't want to release it as a single, but YG decided to release it as a single, and so he had to do it. But so check it out and look. Uh, yeah. Okay. And just, yeah. Hey guys. Uh, I got kicked out of... Oh, never mind. I got kicked out of my um, playlist for a second, but I'm back in here, so I don't know if you guys have to... I can press, maybe? No. Have to rejoin. No, it's fine. It's playing. Can you see it? No, it's playing. Oh! Somebody else is the owner of this room, though. Me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. Well, hold off on the um. The next one we're watching is I'm young. Yeah. Hold off on it, Noah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I can't control anything. Okay. So, is there anything we should know about this one, Noah? Yeah, I said it. Didn't you hear me? Yeah, he did a whole intro on it already. <laughs> oh, uh, me other than the intro that you did. No, no, that was the perfect intro. I don't need to tell you anything else. You. But it's a okay. very good, it's a good storyline, so check, check it out. Alright, alright, let's go. Let's go, let's go. So, this one is part two. Yes. I actually didn't like this song in the beginning. Or the video, because I have like, I have no zero patience. <laughs> This is good practice for my Korean. Yeah. 
she's looking at. It's like I've been dreaming about you in the shower. Why would you let me have the hat? Yeah. He came all the way for you, girl. <laughs> you better be appreciative. Looks like damn. Like you know, he ain't that bitch who's gonna give shit about women like that. <laughs> it's like it's okay. I'm just gonna call the police. Yeah, he come, comes up there with those dry That's how flowers. we'll solve it. Oh, is she not? Uh, oh, he took off his tell. She doesn't look Korean. Doggy. <laughs> Kiara's like, the one thing that makes her like perk up is dog. The hair is stupid. Well, it is. I have to agree. Yeah, that hair, the floppy hair. I wish it would die. I feel like Winner is like trying to be the real. Like the realer, like YG group, like everything I get from them, they're like, yeah, we're real, you know. Also, this envy probably spawned a million stories on AsianFanfics.com. Oh, trust me. He's in love with a girl that looks like Camilla from Fifth Harmony. Like, seriously. <laughs> what the hell is this? Yeah, and the floppy hair needs to go. This is, that's, I understand that, like, some of, like, the trends in K-pop persist. You know, they're here a lot longer than they're here. But that's straight up, like, 90s boy band hair. They know it. Yeah, like, Nick Carter is calling you. Please, stop. What do you think about the song? The song, I find the MV more interesting than the song, just because I'm like, are they going to show the actual hardships of, of being a, a multicultural couple? I mean, is this what they're doing, uh, no, or no, what? No, no. <laughs> I was just, I'm, I'm kind of interested because now that I know that his girlfriend that he's been pining over oh, is not. Oh, exactly. Dropped the oh, ring. Right. She's not Korean, so. Well, I mean, she's been speaking like French. I think it's French, right, to him? Yeah. French. Oh, I so, didn't hear that. Okay. So, so it's like, he, I guess he speaks French, but you don't see him speak French, <laughs> so it's not it's, really. Yeah, that's How good. are you guys but talking? But I, I don't know. I guess it's how G Dragon and his so he, so he, girlfriend talk. The last video he missed her. Now he came back. And of course, she's a model. I told you, this is like a million self-insert fanfics on Asian <laughs> I feel like somebody should be getting paid. She doesn't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to stand here and look sad. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, why aren't you calling the police? Like, well, apparently he's her ex or boyfriend or something. Whatever. If you're in my house, in my place without my permission, I'm sorry. That's she opened the door. Girl. She opened the door for him, so yeah, she's exactly. <laughs> it's okay. That girl can't act like she don't want it. She <laughs> want it. <laughs> what a male thing to say, no. Uh oh. And then we have a guy at the doorbell. He oh yeah, like, girl. Oh yeah, like girl. Get it. Get it. Get it. Direction. What is with all these doppelgangers? Uh-oh, he's coming up the stairs. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. 
You uh -oh. guys coming to the door? What? Uh oh. He made it out in time somehow. Hiding in the closet. Trapped in the closet. <laughs> That's what you've been reduced to, buddy. Closet boyfriend. Dog uh -oh. knows what's up. <laughs> they have a smart guy in this one. Usually they, they don't know they're in like the closet, but he's like, something's not right. Oh, and she's having a baby. Well, Whose baby is it? Who's the baby daddy? <laughs> Not him. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know the timeline of this, Kiara. Yeah, he could be the dad. He could like be. If, like, what What if an Asian baby pops out? Like, yeah. Yeah, they're going to know right away if that thing is, is not That's his. why I got, uh, yeah, like, I, that's what I was pissed off about this video. Like, I need a part three. <laughs> I, like, that's so offensive. <laughs> what, the baby pregnant? The pregnancy part? No, like, like, yeah, like she, she's pregnant. They, <laughs> they give us a cliffhanger. And then you see, the go you see him walk away. Like, is it his baby? Like, is it not his baby? That's, that's, that's the cliffhanger. What? Like, yeah, like, honestly, I felt sorry for that girl. I felt bad for her. And then she well, was... Well, I mean, yes, but also him? him, too, because she obviously, he obviously did not know that she was pregnant. The guy... Well, of course, guy like, how, how is he supposed to know? Like, it's her body. But I'm like, saying, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's a part of that, too. Like, if he... I don't know. Like, we don't know if he could possibly be the father, but she obviously what? didn't tell him. Yeah, well, she didn't tell him, and she and he was in Korea, was feeling all bad, and then this heifer hooked up with this guy, with this guy that she that they met at the party, like that she met at the party while he was drunk and sad, and then he was feeling all bad and missing her while she was with this other man. Oh, that's not cool. <laughs> okay, so right like, now I'm like, okay, the first video I like the song second video I was totally into the MV I can't even remember the song for that one so we'll see what the third one no but like but I think you know what I think is it's like you know at the end of a relationship when you're like fighting and like you're always fighting it, it doesn't it, like it's always like conflict and you're about to break up I think she cheated on him right about there <laughs> okay, I don't I know mean, Dude, Noah, what uh, what is that show with um, Chimen from Fifteen and and the um, Eric Nam and them after, yeah. after school thing? You need to go on there, Noah, and Why? whenever Winter goes on there, and be like, and just ask them this question <laughs> and be like, what happened? Yes, tell me yes. the background. I'm like, hi guys, do you remember me? I'm still here. <laughs> About that video, let me tell you. No, you tell me about it. <laughs> okay. Let's it's continue. sad because now I want to know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the last one we have, and this one is a continuation too. Am I right or no? No, this Not? this is a whole separate group video. Oh, they would do that. I would. Yes. yes. I want a continuation of the other one. Okay, well this is a yeah. Whole I'm one. gonna be a happy multi multicultural family that I can so I can cry my tears and dry my. <sighs> <laughs> or how is this gonna end? That's what, what I want to know. But okay, on the sentimental, I guess. 
We'll never know what ha what what happened on on YG's Korean drama. This sounds the most YG of their songs so far. I uh, I agree. <laughs> and it also looks the most YG of their songs. This video is actually quite funny. Yeah, that's cool, but it's very YG. Like, mm. it's just <laughs> like here, I was like, hmm. <laughs> oh, what? What is it? Please tell me that's one of the caps that has the hair glued on to the cap. Of course it is. It's YG. Do you think they will fuck up hair like that? Please. Let him take that thing off and the hair is still in hair be attached to the cap. Girl, his hair is laid. Check for your edges, okay? <laughs> Do you see that guy making up with the doll? In the oh, yeah. Toilet? Okay, we get it. They're guys. They're guys and they're straight guys. We get it. Hey, damn. Oh, also remembering that they do play instruments. I forgot that for a minute. Yeah, they do play instruments. <laughs> I like, I, honestly, I own. Oh, so cool. I, honestly, I'm, I only have had my foot left in YG. The only reason I, I'm still in YG, like, like YG artists, is because of Akdong, Lehigh, and Winner. Like, I, I'm almost done. I'm like I'm already like into JYP artists right now. <laughs> the only thing that keeping me still there is Winner and Acton. Is the <laughs> blonde? I have a question for Inner Circle. <clears throat> no, is the blonde guy like the leader? No, it's him, the guy, him, the rocker. Okay, I was just wondering why is the blonde guy been focused on so much? I feel like I've seen more of him than anyone else, and I'm like, wait just a minute, he's not the gonna most, even gonna the most interesting looking person in the group. He's gonna have four. They have gonna four releases, so this release is him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about the girl group dance, but <laughs> oh, like Jinwoo, look at him. He's so pretty. Yeah, I'm like, why is the blonde one getting all the like romantic storylines? No, but that's because he's the one who's mainly produced and wrote all of the songs. Oh, okay. For this uh, comeback, and they're gonna have four, three or four comebacks more, and I think all of them are gonna release solo videos, and they're gonna have attention on them. Good lord, I know they had some long ass like year long. Yeah, but it's wifey. I like it, so I will see. <laughs> Oh no, I know you're excited about it, Noah. I was just like it's just I don't I'm I'm just like I YG's always doing these weird promotional plans and I don't know. Okay, well this is definitely okay. So this song wasn't bad. This was definitely more uh YG ish. Um, along with the video. Uh I have to say, okay, my favorite song is Baby Baby Still. My favorite yeah. video is I'm young because I want to know what happens. <laughs> what happened after he found out about that baby? 
What happens actually, when that baby is born? I want to know. That's and, actually one of the best storyline videos I've seen in a long while. Oh, man, but seriously, I need to get back into watching kid dramas. That's, that's what I need to do. Anyway, yep. and uh, Sentimental, like I said, that was very much, to me, like a very kind of typical YG video. Yeah, the video, but... The, song. But the song... Not, not bad, but I'm just saying more so than the other two. Yeah, but it, honestly, how, do they feel like a YG group? They don't, right? Oh, no, I definitely feel like they're trying to be, like, the anti-YG, in a sense, and be, like, you know, kind of like FX is, like, the anti-SM sort of thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, they still are under YG, so, you know, they yeah. still have some of those things. But I don't know. I don't, I don't mind Winner. I'm not in their circle. I don't mind no. them, however. No. Uh, and okay. I, think they, I think they're talented, and I guess... I'm probably more partial to them than Icon because at least they seem to have an individuality there. Yes, and no bullying or uh, or. <laughs> well, I won't get into that because I don't know nothing about <laughs> no, that. Joking. I'm just joking. I like Icon. It's just that I, I don't like those two main guys. Well, that's what I'm saying. Icon is right now is like Bi and Bobby. So yeah, Bi and Bobby and the backup dancers. Well, it's always been like that. If it's any conversation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if what they want somebody to, you know, be the, you know, to come up after Big Bang, they need to like start giving the guys and in like individual personalities is is all. But that's the thing that I think. Winner doesn't aren't very different from Big Bang, but they have the likeness in that they have their own each character in a way. What do you think, Kiara? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm if well for music video wise, I do think Amyan was the best one because it had like a real like plot line and it left us all wondering, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen next? So it's good. Um sunlight It's okay girl, you can pay it if you'd want to. I mean, to be honest, I'm gonna have to actually listen to I'm Young again because I was so focused on the video. I got <laughs> in and out of the song, so I'm not really sure. But from what I from what I remember, it was a pretty nice, pretty ballad. So most likely, it's gonna be my favorite song because I didn't really like Baby Baby and Sentimental. It's okay, but it's like a, it reminds me of those Big Bang songs that sounds like fillers to me. That it just like, eh, it doesn't do anything for me. Um, yeah. So I, don't I think did. What happened? Sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, tell me what were you gonna say? Oh, no, I was gonna just say that pretty much. I think I'm Young is a winner for me between the three videos. Hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, well, all of you, all both of you, very good choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean to be honest, I don't mind Winder as compared to other the other G artists. I mind them the least, meaning like I'll actually watch their stuff and listen to their stuff, and I do think they're a very talented group. And so I'm I'm interested to see how you know their career advances you know with time, and because I feel like like you said they don't really they feel like a YG group but at the same time I feel like they'll make their own path, yeah. um, separate from Big Bang and like Twenty One and stuff like that. So you know you know 
I'm like I'm not an inner circle, but you know, I wouldn't mind seeing where they go on with time. They're they're more interesting than before. But they're they're different. Yeah. I wish Tim was here so we could be like fight, 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 fight. Even what though is, is he, he wasn't uh, a huge icon fan, I don't think. Was he? No. Uh, um, yeah. I think he um, from what I remember, I think he just said he finds winter boring. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what that's what that's what that's what most people say. Uh, they found winter boring. But Not after that music video, I want to know what happens, man. I've, winter <laughs> came out with their own K drama. It would be completely different from the EXO K. If EXO can have a K drama, winter can. If that's what their K drama would be like, because I would watch that every single week. I'm sorry. But, I can't get yeah, over that. Yeah, it's like, well, of course, who doesn't like a baby daddy story? <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> and a multicultural one is that. Yes. That's Come all, on that's now. All we could make this into something. Talk about the cultural differences. What does this mean? Maybe we'll get a part three where they have their comeback in a year from now. So <laughs> We'll find out what happens to the We'll baby. find out then in the year. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, my oh. goodness. I'm so happy that you guys like winners. Well, okay. I don't, dis no, 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 I don't dislike them. I mean, yeah. I've never no, I'm, disliked no, no, them. Sorry. I'm happy you guys don't dislike them. I'll take back what I said. <laughs> You're happy Tim's now on this podcast to talk negatively about Winner, basically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be, I like, it would be war. Yeah, as I said, I kind of went fight, 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 but then we probably would never get to anything else on this mm -hmm. podcast, which is not a whole lot else. Um, going on less than I thought there was. Let's move on. We've done our MV part of the show. Um, interestingly enough, I was mentioning to Kiara that um, while Winner is now currently promoting their songs, their yeah. new songs, G Friend is currently crushing oh. them and everybody else on the freaking charts of everything right now. Yep. Um, it's interesting because I was just thinking the other day, it kind of reminded me of uh, a year or two ago with uh, Girls' Day and how they came out with the song and and everybody was just Girls' Day, Girls' Day, Girls' Day, but G-Friend's a little bit different. I feel like that they've had this momentum leading up to this point and like I think they're up to like their seventh win at this point. They've already achieved an all-kill. And like I said, I don't think it's just... Rough because rough is not like it's not one of those like oh everybody's singing rough and listening to rough. It's more them as a group, which is a better thing for them because it seems like more people are coming around to them. Like I said, just as them, not because of one song. It's crazy. Um. And there are things I like about G Friend. Um, you guys, when we went over, when we watched Rough together, you guys were not complimentary of the choreography. And I don't like every bit of choreography that they do, but I do appreciate the fact that at least they put some friggin' effort into it and they're just shaking their butts and they're not just making cute little hand signals and things. So, like, they're actually putting choreography in there and doing that. And I think that's become kind of part of their signature. And that they have one or two strong singers in the group. 
and that their music is kind of reminiscent of that very early like girls generation thing and also oh. um i feel like this is kind of like the center of what people are kind of feeling right now um I kind of jinked this from another site, but I do have the person's name that wrote it, um, which is Yesung Holic. Yeah. And, um, oh, and they said they copied, oh, no, they wrote this, but they copied and pasted from it. Okay. So basically, what they wrote, and I feel like this is kind of at the center of what a lot of people are maybe kind of feeling at the moment. I don't know if this is what it's going to end up being, but. They said, here, G-Friend is a force that won't stop. I read somewhere that fans think this will be their last time using a school concept, which is true. They did say this in the interview. Um, their debut song was that they were entering high school. Second song was their second year. They're going on a trip, and now they're graduating. And they did actually say that in the interview, that that was kind of their whole Three MV concept thing, and the girls may be using school uniforms, but they look so mature compared to the other comeback and the debut. I honestly believe that G Friend is the next big group, not A Pink, not Twice, not AOA, not Sistar, not any other group, but G Friend. I don't know why, but when I look at them, I see SNSD, not because of their earlier sound or look, but I see the same girl next door and see them experimenting every single concept possible and becoming so big. That everyone knows their name and everyone wants to know and be them. I don't know if I can explain, but I honestly believe G Friend will become the next big group and it won't take long. And I disagree. Okay. Same. Go ahead. I don't. I'm not saying that I agree with it either. I just think it's interesting, and I feel like that that's the kind of momentum that they have right now. But obviously, we don't know yet. So how did you? I mean, I mean like. I mean, yes, they will be probably popular, but and, but I just I don't think it. Uh, they are they have like they are having a string of a couple of hits, and they probably be uh, like they could be like C star level popular, but they won't be SNSD. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they, I get it. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. That's that's just how I feel, and honestly, they and their album sales do not say that they will, that they have like a huge fandom. It, and you have to, you have you also have to realize that generally, girl groups do way better uh, with single sales. Yeah. Like always, so. They they probably will be more generally well known, but they don't have. It's hard. It's much harder for for a girl group to have a fandom that backs them up. They have better sales than for a minute, that's for sure. But <laughs> we'll talk about. It. I feel like that's me. Yes, but Kiara, <laughs> what were you gonna say? Um. Well, I kind of agree. Like I kind of. Don't, like I, I, I couldn't understand who wrote this article, like their thoughts about this. Um, but I feel like it's still yet too, like too early to say such things. Because I know people are always wanting to say, "Oh, so and so is going to be the next so and so," and stuff like that. I mean, it's always been that way. And especially now yeah. with the with the rise of some of these girl groups, like you know, you have 
chi friend and then you have like you know twice who are like girl groups are like on the rise and stuff so now people kind of like want to make it into a competition of well who's going to be the next on who's going to be the next huge girl group that's going to be popular all over asia and just internationally blah 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 mm -hmm. and to be honest it's twice. I, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to be, but to be honest, I don't think no other girl group, and I mean, maybe I can't visualize it yet, but I don't think any girl group can ever really reach the level Sony Shade reached when they were at their ultimate peak. I mean, I find it kind of hard now because, you know, Sony Shade came out in a time when there weren't that many girl groups, so they were able to grab that attention and then their career kind of just skyrocketed. And it's harder now because there's just so many idol groups right now, especially girl groups, and it's just the market right now is so saturated. And yes, G-Friend is now like pushing the limit because they're becoming way popular than people thought they originally were going to be. But yeah. you know, they still have, they still have a, like, how do I say it? Like, once we start seeing them because the thing with Sunshine Day, they were able to transcend their um, image as they went on. You know, they went from yeah. the girls to being... That's one thing I uh, disagree with the person saying they're experimenting. We haven't seen them really do that yet. Yeah, no. so it's like, it's like once, we, once we reach that point of seeing them change their image, seeing them actually grow into their images and get, you know, just change their sound and be more mature, then it's, and if they still continue to be successful and continue to be popular, then I can be like, well, okay, yeah, they're they can maybe, you know, become a really popular girl group, become huge. But as of now, like, I wouldn't say anyone. You know, I mean, I yeah, I think people are kind of really aching to see what the next generation is going to be. And there really hasn't been the next generation because, as Kara said, it's just been more of like a surplus of groups and, you know, everyone trying to just kind of get in on the action. So there's not really been like a, you know, like people say like a first, second, third generation, but, mm. I, you know, it doesn't. It just it hasn't happened that way, and I don't know if it will. Yeah, and I think that like, um, with especially like Sony today, they've had like their song that really, really blew them up was G, right? Like it was a song that captured not just Korea, but you know, pretty much. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And like international K-pop fans, um, you know, G G friends, their songs have been popular. But in the sense, like, but I don't feel like they're popular, you know? Like, they do well on the charts and stuff like that, but it's not the song I feel like I'm hearing, you know, people cover up. Maybe not. Right, like, like I said, with, with, like, with their songs, it's not really, like, one song. It's just kind of like they have this sustained momentum. But they haven't mm -hmm. had that one song, you know, that would be, like, would make them... I guess the nation's sweethearts is is everyone's, you know. Yeah, I mean, Megusa Su did kind of like some people, some other idols and other people, you know, covered and stuff like that. But it doesn't feel that level when you know a song is popular and everyone's singing to it and everyone is enjoying it. You know, it's just, I don't know. I, I I see their popularity and I understand their popularity, but at the same time, I don't feel their popularity. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, no, I completely. 
I feel like that with a lot of the groups now. And like I said, I think that's because there, like, some people like to think there's this kind of gen like a generational thing, you know, oh, this this group that came after this group. And I don't feel like it really, like, people want to think of it that way with the K-pop groups, but I don't feel like it really was that way. Like I said, it just seemed like everybody just kind of came in at one time and then the, you know, the, the ones who survived rose to the top and the rest of them just died. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then that's what we're left with. Like, we don't really have, like, you know, like earlier, you know, you had, you know, the HOT, G.O.D. generation, then you had DBSK mm -hmm. and SS, what was there, four, five, oh, one, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and then Big Bang and Super Junior and then all this stuff. And now there's too many that you can't really break it up in that sense. Mm. I mean, what do you guys, like, I, I know Kiara said you don't personally have a problem with G-Friend. No, um, no. I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of them, and I've kind of said it before. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean, in the, but I'm, you know, I'm still happy for them in the sense that they're winning awards. So like, you know, congrats to you, because it's especially hard for especially for girl groups who are not part of the bigger companies sure. you know, to win awards. Especially, and I'm not just talking about like like show champion or these other yeah, shows. Yeah, they've been like, winning like Mnet, Musicore, Music Bank. Yeah. yeah. All so, of them. Yeah, so it's like they're hitting they're winning the main awards. So it, it really shows that yeah, they do they are gaining popularity. And you know, congrats to them because you know it's awesome for them. So, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, like, like, I just hate any schoolgirl concept because it doesn't matter how cool dance they have, it's still about, it's still about sexualizing schoolgirls. Sorry, I won't change about that. I will not change my mind. Mm -hmm. I will always have a problem with that. But mm -hmm. that said, I'm kind of happy because, like Kiara said, they are from a smaller company. And more importantly, they're not seen as like no, they the people not, netizens call them straight up ugly. All the time. Really? Yeah. I know there's like, there's always a few members that everyone's like, oh, you know, they're the less attractive members or whatever. But I didn't know people like considered them ugly. No, like they like they like oh, they have no visual. Like this is so different. Like how can a vis group with no visual? Be so this uh, successful. Like yeah. for me, I, I don't think they're ugly at all. I'm just saying, just be, I'm just that makes me a little bit more happy that they are succeeding, regardless mm -hmm. of how the Korean public thinks about their looks. Yeah, uh, are crazy. I mean, they look like every other girl group out there. I mean, as far as like looks, I mean. I, and my, for me personally, I mean, I, I don't really know the members that much, but from what I've seen of them, I mean, they look just like, you know, 50 other innocent girl groups and, and looks, I mean, as far as me, just not knowing them individually yet. Um, I do know, however, I do know one of them because she's been in the news. Um... Yeren, um, because apparently, I think this is when she 
when they won their second when they won one of the big shows was it music bank or mnet or whatever and Yaren started crying <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you started crying really hard to the point where people were like uh, this is uncomfortable and I'm not sure you're crying anymore <laughs> and, and yeah and so that started the thing about people you know saying that she was you know forcing herself to cry and uh, it's <laughs> um yeah, you know, if I knew if I knew how to use gifts and use them well, I would probably use that gift. Um, uh, I've seen on it. Once. Yeah, um, on sites. Yeah, of her like literally, I you know falling apart or trying to fall apart, whatever it is that she's doing there. Um, yeah, I was next to her. To be honest, I wouldn't know how to respond. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's one of those situations where, like, you see somebody and it's like, oh, okay, um, <laughs> like that's like that's where things get uncomfortable. And it's interesting because a lot of times on these shows, you see like when, especially females, when they get emotional or they look like they're gonna cry, they seem like they go to great lengths to like hide their face or put their hair in front of their face or their hands. You know, and Yairin is just like, ah, you know, she's just... Oh, please. Um, she's almost gouging the fucking microphone. <laughs> so... Ah, it, <laughs> ah, <laughs> ah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm just saying. So, but congratulations to G-Friend again on their success. Um... It's just some interesting discussion on them, and it'll be interesting to see how they continue on as everybody else starts coming back for the new year. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Brave Girls. They were here for like a blip, and they were gone. But there's actually their Brave Sound, which is I think the only thing Brave Sound has not been successful at doing, <laughs> is he had his own group, Go Group, and... Um, I think they came out with a couple of songs and they never caught on really. And they're coming back with five new members. They're going to be coming back as a seven-member <laughs> group. So pretty much it's a brand new group. Brand new. And, group yeah, pretty much. I mean, they've, I, they, I think they've got a few of the original members, but yeah, I mean, they're pretty much like new. Most of them are the members are new. And um, yeah, and there's, you know the same kind of corporate spiel is the new members have gone through all kinds of training and they've got amazing dance skills and looks and then the, and then there's a weird line about them saying the average age has gotten much younger and they all trained until they're completely ready to stand on stage again so they're going to be um, coming back and I'm trying to see if there's the actual the actual date I don't know. I think it's been given because I saw something about when they're going to have like a, a special uh, stage thing um, soon in the next few days. Um, so, you know, I for me, Brave Brave Sound has been so reused in the last several years. I just can't think of a group with that's probably going to be using majority of his songs. And not kind of internally cringe, but you know, whatever. I, you know, wish them luck. I mean, I like I said, I 
the only thing I remember is I remember the original Brave Girls. I do remember one time they did like a reggae kind of inspired song one time. Because I remember one of the girls had these, or all of them, had these long dreadlocks. Because I remember that. I remember seeing that and, thinking, and I was thinking and I saw it and I was like, girl. And I remember just <laughs> I remember, I re that's the one thing I remember about them. And, like, I just, I was not into the whole thing. Like, the dreadlocks and the, the Jamaican sound. And the, they had a, I think they had, um, who's that guy? Um, what's his name? It's actually, like, a legit, um, is his, what's his name? Is it, is it um, Skunk or? Skull? Skull, 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 yes, okay. him, Skull. Um, who's actually, like, legit and, like, you know, like uh, reggae circles and stuff. Um, uh, the Korean guy, um, but I think he was on the song, but it just was not working for me. But yeah, I that's the that's the only thing I I, I main thing I remember when I hear their name mentioned. So off of Brave Girls, um, back onto for a minute. So we looked at their <laughs> um, MV for their kind of controversial new song, Hate. And this is all kind of interesting because um, around the time when they were coming out with their new song and new video and everything, yeah. then we have this media play where there's all this stuff saying their contract renewal depends on the success of their new album. <laughs> so we have articles coming out saying, oh, well, 4-Minute reveals that the album is going to be an important factor in whether or not they're going to re-sign re a contract with their agency. So on the 1st of February, they held a showcase for their mini-album, which is called Act 7. And for those of you who don't know, Hate, their um, single, is a collaboration with DJ Skrillex. Um, he was also done a song with G Dragon and, and CL. And G Yoon and Hyuna also apparently participated in writing the lyrics and everything. And anyway, the group, along with a lot of other groups in K pop, actually have contract expirations coming up. Um, Four Minutes contract is set to expire this year with Q. So the members were interviewed and someone said or they made an amalgamation of some of their comments and they said they were like we contemplated for long on the music aspect of this album and we've been preoccupied with it so we haven't talked about resigning it yet and the album's success will have a huge impact on whether or not our members will resign the contract and that's why we're working on meetings with the company and the album has to do well so that we can do well so we, they said Jihyun said. Now, this got a lot of backlash because people were like, so what, are they trying to like scare us into buying the album sort of thing? Like, what are they saying? You don't buy this? And then they we're going to break up for a minute? And then people were like, well, then Cube's obviously going to keep Hyuna because she makes money. And then, you know, people were like, well, Hyuna is like really close with the group, so she's not, you know, if they leave, she's going to leave. And just kind of mess. And I'm here thinking, if they release a song, like, we've already listened to Hate. We, so we know. This is this song. 
releasing a song like that, they know it's not. This is not a mainstream pop song. They know this is not going to be a song that's going to be hitting the roof on Melon. So if your huge concern is with the album sales and such, you're you're not going to be releasing a song like that. You know, number one. So they knew. I mean, you, you're releasing that. You know that there's going to be that that song is number one going to be polarizing, and more so for a girl group. So for me, I was like, this is BS from the beginning. Mm. And so you know, then we get some news coming in a few days later that, and this was like I think on the third of February, that Act Seven had sold <laughs> a, a, a about an estimation of about 520 copies physically, yeah. and that they, and so then, as of February 12th, then we have another article with them saying, we predicted the mixed reactions to the song, we all, we still wanted to make take the risk to try something new. And they're saying, convincing the music is to like an unconventional, convincing people to like an unconventional song like ours is something we have to work on. Number wise, it's the worst album we've released in Korea in our history, but it's receiving a positive response overseas, which it is. The color of our music has changed and we enjoy trying new things. Um, more than for going with similar, we crave change. We wouldn't have chosen the song as our title track if it wasn't something new and different. Volume Up wasn't a song that never wasn't a song that ever won number one either. But three years later, people still like it. It's sad that we haven't won number one, but it comes with the cost of trying new. Now, first off, I thought that they did win. They never got number ones with Crazy or um, What Are You Doing Today? What Are We Doing Today? That song. Weren't those really big? Don't know. What? No, I don't think so. What's your name? Oh, no, they did. Didn't they oh, win what's over? Your name? Didn't they win over 21 and I thought they won with one of those songs. Yeah, I know what's my name was really popular. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I don't know. But my whole thing is like this comes off to me as huge media play. Like, I don't know what Cube is trying to do. <laughs> and, like I said, with some people that were kind of like, at first I was laughing because I was like, People were like, I feel like personally offended because I feel like they're like, they're like, you know, coming at me like, if you don't buy our album, we're going to break up. But if you think about the song they're releasing, they know it's not a song that's going to be mainstream popular. So how are they going to be like, the success of our group depends on this album? Uh, when obviously they're saying themselves, well, we're doing music we know is not going to be mainstream popular. Well, okay, then you're obviously not going to be surprised when it doesn't sell that much. <laughs> I mean, you know, they they're not stupid. Their their management is not stupid. They're you know, I I feel like in the last. Mm, maybe two years or so. I feel like Q kind of just stopped caring about promoting for a minute well or, you know, just, I don't know. Because I just got the sense like you never, 
really hear much about them as a group from Cube. It's kind of like they have their comebacks and stuff like that, but it yeah. doesn't feel like Cube even tries with them anymore in the sense that like they don't try to get four minute more out there or things like that. Um, so to be honest, I feel like that even if, well, it's pretty much not doing well, this comeback, but I feel like if all their contracts are ending and they still want to be a group, I say they should all just leave Cube together and sign with a new company together. Like, if mm. that's what it's going to take. Because, like, if you guys want to stay as a group, I, I really think it's... Because, I mean, this is their seventh album, or, like, collectively, apparently, together. Like, maybe it's time for them to find a new company that maybe will help them with their... Because clearly they're trying to find a new song. A new I feel like, especially this else this kind there. of, like, irritates me because I do kind of have a soft spot for four minutes because I feel like there's... I like a lot of what they do, and I like their... Um, I like their, like, concepts, and I like their aura so much. But, like you're saying, Kiara Cube is just, like, whatever with them for whatever reason at this point. And I kind of wish, I heard somebody, I saw somebody say this online, and it would never happen, never, ever happen. But I can dream. Like, if they were to be put on the label, like, say, YGs or something, like, say, maybe not now, but from the beginning, like, they would, I mean, I feel like they would flourish. Like, they would have so much freedom, you know, to do so much stuff. I think, as a group, they gel so well together. I mean, obviously, Hyuna has yeah, their thing. But I think as a group, they do so well together. And they just have a certain aesthetic that I just really like. Whatever it is that they come out with. And they've just been slept on. And part of that is because of Cube. Uh, and that I am looking on their Wikipedia. So this is, this is per Wikipedia. But it does say that... Um, what you doing today? Which is um, what, from their fifth album. It was their first single to debut at number one, and then on March 30th they won against 21 and Girls Generation on Gaio. and then on April 3rd they won on M Countdown in Japan. And okay. um, yeah, so I mean that. Yeah, I mean I just also. I Google Four Minute Show Awards, and they did win a bunch of awards for Crazy. On yeah. The so they have won. This kind of feels like, you know, with FX, where you're like, these are girls that, you know, musically, they have good songs, and they do well on shows and stuff like that. But it's like, what is their company doing with them, in the sense, you know? Yeah, it's just kind of like, well, you know, we'll just let them do whatever. And I... <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's it's you know I, with FX fans they're more vocal, but for a minute it's just kind of you know like I I kind of wish like I said it would never happen, but I wish YG like that person said it. Now I can't get it out of my head. They would never do it, but like you know just pick them up and be like you're not doing anything with Two Anyone right now. <laughs> just do something with Four Minute. Like you got two rappers in that group. They all can dance. Just give them one of the cast-off songs. I mean, they could do it. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, in my opinion, I think it's 
anything, if they still want to stay as a group, I say they just find another company to get into together or create their own. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Hyuna has enough money they can make their own <laughs> company. So, because I think it's just, I think Cube is, like, whatever they had with Cube, it's, like, done. Like, it's the same feeling I get with Beast. Like, you don't really hear about Beast. Yeah, Beast, anymore. too. Like, they were really, like, hitting it. Like, what, honestly, what the fuck is Cube doing? Anyway, like, they don't, it's not like they have another wow big group like like that. Like I mean, they had that group CLC, but then they totally dropped the ball on them. They had that yeah. song Pepe, and then they just... I mean, to be honest, Cube is lucky that B2B is starting to get recognition now. and But it's really thanks to the hard work of the members. It's not like yeah. they, tried to, they tried hard to get these guys out there. It's like... The guys themselves went on the show. Well, they went on the shows and whatever, and then people love their personalities. You find them funny, and now they're starting to enjoy their songs. And now, you know, they're starting to get that, you know, movement of popularity. But it's yeah. like, what does Cube do with Beats? The four minute with Gina, you know, now. Oh, God. I saw, I was listening to Eight <laughs> Tracks the other day, K pop, and I saw her name come up. I was like, oh, my gosh. Gina. <laughs> I was like, what? Where is she? <laughs> I was like, honestly, like, where is Gina? It's like these cubes start out their their idols with a strong image or strong sound or a good sound, and then yeah. they just drop the ball at some point. Like with Gina, she did so well when she debuted. She came out really strong. Then they had her lose a shit ton of weight, and then they gave her these weak ass songs, and then nothing. Bam. Uh, I don't know what Cube is. Oh, and um, I can't believe I forgot them. A Pink as well. <laughs> like, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> oh yeah, A Pink is like I guess their money maker right now. Pretty much. Yeah, that's true. That but even, but like, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, Cube, like, like we should make a list of the of the labels that had the worst management. Oh gosh, there would be so many though. Like, and I only know that because I've seen Produce 101 and there's a crap ton and that we've never even heard of and they're obviously bad because I've never heard of the people on their label so I yeah, mean, you could true. say a lot of them have terrible management and I mean you could say even the big three are not always good management but just by virtue of being on the big three you still are like a hundred miles above everybody else. So yeah, I would I would not include SM in that. I would. I mean, like you said with FX, if you're FX, I would feel if I was in FX, I would feel a way knowing that I'm just getting a fan group name now, just getting a concert now. How many years have FX been around? How many top singles have they had? You know, how many music shows have they won? And they're just getting this stuff now. And Red Velvet is sitting over here. You can say whatever you want about SM, but they at least promote their groups. They do promote. I'm not saying that, you know, like I said, being an SM is still like the holy grail of groups. I mean, it's not like I would... They're still like up there. But I'm just saying it's not like they all all the groups have some level of like you know weirdness going on in there with 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 how they deal with groups. Um, but I mean no, I mean by no means I mean 
I'm sure SM is still like the top you know, group to be in regardless because unless, you know, you're just really into like, maybe you're really into rap and R&B and so you would want to, you know, do YG instead. But, I mean, as far as like exposure, yeah. SM is is pretty much tops. And now with their global um, takeover plan <laughs> of um, cloned a, a just, I guess they're just going to have this guy group and keep cloning members until the end of time. Um, NCT, they're just just going to control everything. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, do you have any thoughts on that? We talked about it last week, Noah. But I mean, did you hear about the whole thing with um, SM's uh, whole? What to have like world domination yeah. scheme? Like just like yeah, it's even getting worse. <laughs> like people can vote, they can start their own, they can uh, yeah, they can be their the own apps. PDs and and telling people what to do apps. on this app like, and what the like, and like this is like the reason like ever since DBSK, I cannot stand any like 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 okay, I like shiny, I like shiny a lot, but except shiny like. I, even Shiny, I like hard time. I cannot buy their albums or nothing like that because it's like there is no like SM is like Johnny's Entertainment in Japan. They are the ones that set the standards. Like if you see like the smaller companies or smaller labels mistreat their employees or their artists, it's because SM set that standard. Like SM is the company that essentially catapult the, the adult industry to what it is today and and that they actually found new ways to even to make young literally young children a commodity that can be used and thrown away even 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 easier than it than it, than it was before it's it's just awful it's like like it it takes away any Kind of like. Human. It reminds me of like a K-pop Hunger Games, which I'm. There's a small like deep set part part of me that wants to write that, um, <laughs> but with this whole like app thing with people being their own PDs and telling groups what to do and sponsoring groups and like I'm just like really you want do you want just random fans to be in you really want them to be I just yeah like <laughs> like like fans are not already obsessed enough over their idols exactly like with SM it's all about the fan obsession and they do not care how crazy it gets like uh, just recently I didn't really talk about it, but Mama Moose Agency came out. They had some fans that were, um, you know, acting crazy and were not obeying the law and were, act were being stalkers, and they came right out and was like, you need to stop this mess, and we're going to we're gonna reveal your, your names and your IDs, and you cannot come to Mama Moo anything. You are not Moo Moo's anymore. And people were like, wow, you know, like, they can do that? And it's like, because they choose to do that. 
SM could easily do that, but they don't want to because that means less money for them. That would be like half or over half, like a third of the XOL like fandom right there. Um, if they were, you know, trying to, to get rid of people that were doing like weird crap. So it's just so speaking of commodities, I know neither of you have been watching Produce One Hundred One. I kind of have watching, well, not really the show, but been watching like the subbed versions that have been um, put online, and kind of like just like looking at some of the um, group performances and things like that. Uh, it's it's okay. Um, you know, you've got ninety-three different girls from these all these different agencies, and honestly. I'm not, in, you know, I'm not invested in it, and that's mostly because most of the girls are unknowns, other than Somi, who's from 16, and um, Chanmi, um, formerly of Five Girls, and uh, then that was part of that uh, co-ed school group, and then she was also an original member of Girls' Generation or something happened. So <laughs> it's funny though because when she comes out, it's like it's so obvious that she's so much older. I mean, I don't think she's so much older, but it's just you know you can tell when you're like at these entertainment type of things, and everyone you know like if you go to like open casting call and like everyone comes in and they're young and fresh faced, and then the veteran comes in that's been doing this for a decade, and it's like. <laughs> Is and you can tell it's like you know and other girls knew who they the other girls knew who she was, and then she goes up and when she does her solo, you know the judges are like, so why are you still doing this basically? And it made me feel kind of bad for her. And at the same time, it was just like, you know. But anyway, this I think the show is doing fairly well. They they have like uh you know they're doing like um fan voting. I don't know how much that um is how much that is going to matter in the eventual like I guess who wins or who gets put into this girl group unit project because apparently like some of them are already. Eleven of them are already debuting under YMC Entertainment. I don't know who they are, um, but um, and then Somi, the girl who is from Sixteen, has been like consistently at the freaking top of the heap um, since like the first episode. So um, uh, you know, say what you will about that. Um, but um, with the show having done fairly well, they're now doing a guy version called Boys 24. Notice how they're not doing a Boys 101, doing Boys 24. They're going to select 24 lucky, talented, and ambitious boys to make up a project boy group called Boys 24. So after passing rounds of auditions, 24 wow. boys are going to receive vigorous training and blah, 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 blah. And they're going to perform and promote under Voice 24 until the best members officially make their debut. Um, so that is, that's going to be the guys' version of this. 
um, interesting how they felt like they needed to do so many for the girls and the guys are only doing 24. Um, I, you know, especially when you know when this came out, there were somewhere so many AKB48. You know, like oh well, this is obviously just like, and I even saw some news articles that were um, mistaking that performance where all the girls from Produce 101 did that stage together and people were um, reporting it as a new girl group um, and they were like oh well, they're just you're, they're copying AKB48 you know sort of thing it's like actually this is a part of a show it's, they're not actually a group group but um, but from what I understand and I'm not huge and I from what I understand, I think Kiara, you and Noah are more knowledgeable about J, way more knowledgeable about J-pop than I am. But I think I read somewhere that J-pop is kind of lost momentum in, in what Japan recently. In Japan. Huh? In in Japan. Yeah. Like J-pop has been losing momentum, or maybe it's just AKB48. I don't know. I, I saw something about they were saying that that idol idol groups in general yeah. have been losing momentum. Yeah, like in um, Japan, it's kind of been seen as a trend that because for for a few years there was something called um, the warring, like it's like they've been kind of like dubbing as like a war between girl groups in Japan, like because there were so many girls that were up and coming and like were becoming kind of popular and known and so they're like well who's the winner who's going to be the winner and who's going to be pop the most popular and of course you know AKB pretty much defeated everyone and they became so huge you know there's a single was sell over a million they would sell over a million CDs with one single and you know it's just like they were really huge but in like the past year two years or so like people have been noticing that there's been like all these popular girl groups like AKB and other girl groups have been slowly but surely on the decline so they're trying to say that um, that that the we call it the public is starting to lose interest in female idol groups because it it became so saturated it's kind of like well they're starting to lose their interest in groups. So like looking into the future, guys. Hmm. And I mean, these these girls, some of these groups are so popular, but you can see the the slow decline of it. And with, I mean, they put AKB in the front of it because they are the most popular girl group. And now that they they have, there's this other girl group called I can't even remember their full name. I think it's Nogi Zaka Forty Six or something like that. I call them Nogi, Nogi 46. They're supposed to be kind of like a sister group, but not to AKB. And their popularity has actually been on the rise. So they kind of become the huge competitors to AKB. So it's kind of like, oh, AKB is losing the popularity. This 40, Nogi 48 is becoming popular. So it's, but, you know, at the same time, just idols in general, at least female idol groups have been losing their popularity. Chinese groups have always been popular and that's not going to change for a very long time. Um, so, hmm. But yeah. Interesting. I always like to hear, I always say I'm going to get more into J-pop so I can find more about it, but I just, 
I mean, haven't found my gateway drug yet. Don't bother. I mean, internationally, not what has been getting popular, especially with like K-pop fans and stuff, is this girl group called um, jeez, what's her name again? Oh my god. Oh dang it! I just had it in my mind too. Um, Does it begin with a P? P P. No, no, no. Um, because there's this male group, if you want to call them, called Exile, and yes. they have the E Girls. There we go. They're called E Girls, and they're like kind of like the they're the female equivalent to Exile. If you don't know Exile, it's a group of bunch of men. Like they're huge, but it they're what's really are they only have two vocalists, and everyone else is a dancer, and so <laughs> E Girls is the equivalent to that, where they have like a few. Um, vocalists and then everyone else are just dancers and so like they've become really popular and huge in Japan and internationally they're kind of getting a lot of getting a lot of attention as well especially from like K-pop fans because they don't have the sound that most G-pop girl groups have they're more on like the I guess I want to say like not hip-hop but like just the, they're the opposite of what the cute poppy girl group sound you're used to hearing from J-pop girl groups. So they've been catching a lot of attention internationally. Um, so that's another thing. They're saying that there's kind of been also a change of tide of how now people are getting kind of tired of the old J-pop sound and starting to embrace the newer sounds. But, you know, it's all that. But I, re I really think, if anything, people, if you want to get into J-pop, like, really to, like, look, in look into the politics of J-pop idol groups, it's very interesting when you really look at it, because it's a lot of craziness, to be honest, behind the scenes. I'm sure, because, I mean, they have a longer history than even K-pop, so that I can't even imagine the mess oh. behind that. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> like, like uh, imagine if Isuman was uh, a child rapist, and he still was allowed to walk around free. Oh, I, you know what, I'm not surprised there's stories like that, but I think it's interesting like, just in general, how this relates to K-pop, hearing about Japan and their whole thing with idols kind of waning out, and then so many K-pop idols moving to China, and China kind of being where it's at right now. So, kind of an interesting thing, but um, on to that, anything else about, anything about Produce 101 or Voice 24 or any of that, Ned? I don't care. Kids um, should not be <laughs> should not be like manufactured products because they're not. They're human beings who have soul and heart and families and mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers. Who cares for them? And they should be treated as such, not like not goods whose end purpose is to be consumed by crazy peasants. God damn it. <laughs> Noah has spoken. Okay. Uh, all right. So on to the Wonder Girls. So word got around that Wonder Girls were going to be making a comeback fairly soon. I, well, I think it, well, I think it was known that they were going to make a comeback fairly sometime this spring. But um, uh, they had a um, live broadcast where um, they were talking about they were busy on an album. And then um, some news got around that Conan O'Brien, who is an American comedian who has his own um, his late night talk show, and he's hosted the Oscars, and he's done a ton of stuff. 
and he is going to be filming an MV with the Wonder Girls on the 18th of February. And so that got around, and people were like, what? Why? Are they trying to advance into America again? Why are you trying to do blah, blah, So recently, this whole thing was kind of explained a little bit more because Conor O'Brien uh, gave an interview somewhere and revealed that he received a letter from a Korean student basically saying, you know, I think you're awesome, I think you're cool, and he sent him some snacks, and Conan was like, you know, I got him, and he's like, I thought it was awesome, so I'm going to visit Korea. And there is some precedent for this, because he has done this before on his show. Um, sometimes he'll just decide to go to different countries, and, you know, different countries where he has some fans, or maybe hardly any fans, and hilarity ensues. And Conan O'Brien's pretty funny, so usually wherever he goes, he'll find a way to be to be funny. <laughs> so, um, so this is actually pretty interesting. He's deciding to go to South Korea, and it's good promotion for South Korea in general. And um, also, JYP. Um, not surprising since we've won the Wonder Girls in on this, but JYP has personally. I don't know if he's like Conan's liaison or something, but he's like personally got himself up and on this. So um, JYP, it's it's all over. It's on like you know Nez and Buzz and I guess Korean news that he's personally part of you know going to be part of this thing that Conan O'Brien. So I guess he's going to be in the segments or whatever. And <laughs> so. Uh, which I, you know what, I have to admire his hustle. Um, so he's going to be a part of this. But yes, if you want a kind of a taste of what Conan O'Brien does, a good um, example of this is uh, other people have seen this. Um, those of you who may know Stephen Yin, um, he is on The Walking Dead. He plays the Korean guy on The Walking Dead because he is Korean. He plays the character Glenn. And he's been on Conan O'Brien's show quite a few times, and they did a whole segment where they went to a Korean spa in New York, and it's pretty funny. Um, and they just, you know, went there and did stuff and together, and it's pretty funny. So if you look that up on like YouTube or whatever, I'm sure there's a um, official clip from the show on there, and that's kind of a, a <laughs> kind of a snippet of the kind of stuff that he does, kind of humor he does. So I. I'm excited for it because I think he he could, you know, do some really funny stuff with that. You know, I'm sure whatever he does in the Wonder Girls video will probably be funny. Um, so I'm excited for that. I'm just really tickled by the fact that JYP has got himself right, like his to the front of the line on this whole thing. Uh, seriously, him <laughs> and YG are the biggest attention pouring. Oh God, CEOs. Oh God, they they really need to stop with that shit. <laughs> I mean, I you know I felt a little bad for JYP after his whole like, you know, um, you know, personal like vision quest to Israel and his whole like you know, his his whole time where he kind of has to ref reflect and and then he you know personally you know he gave up you know. He's not like, uh, I, I forgot what his actual title is, but he's not like CEO of the company anymore or whatever. Yes, neither and is so, Ethan Munn, but they are. 
they are, they are not sitting, they're not just operating day-to-day -day business. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought, you know, I was like, okay, but this whole thing just tickles me so much that he was, like, the first person, like, he just, like, JYP is going to be with Cohen, and I was like, of course. So, um, yeah, so uh, I, I do want to ask, because I know you are a fellow wonderful Kiara, um, if you have any thoughts on that. No, I'm pretty excited. Um, should be interesting to what kind of music video this could be that Conan O'Brien is going to be in it. Um, I don't know. I mean, it sounds exciting. Um, I think he tweeted earlier how he he was like, oh, to the fans, if you want to meet me at the airport or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> when he reaches Korea and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I think he's on his way right now. So Ah, uh, awesome. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. Either way, it's going to be pretty funny. I mean, he always delivers on that kind of stuff. And he's very self-deprecating and such. So, like, it's, yeah. I love I love him. I love Coco. I'm Team Coco. I'm like, like, like I, I'm not a big Coco fan. Like, <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's way too exaggerated. Like, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to Wonder Girls. I they have a special place in my heart. Reboot! Okay. Yeah! So, uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm so looking for. I'm more curious about them than Conan O'Brien or JYP. I'm like, I want to know what they are doing. I want to know what they're releasing because I'm just like... Cause I am Reboot, interested because it's not been clear whether or not they're going to... Has it been clear if they said, like, if they're going to go wholeheartedly, still go with the band concept on the second... Um, I believe so because I think what they said was that that the band con the band thing is not a concept. It's something that they will continue going with. So I I do foresee their next comeback to still be with the band. Okay. It might be different. Like I think because they they try to play it a bit safe with I feel you because they try to still make it. Uh, right. It was still like it was 80s. It was still like. Um, throwback type of thing. Even though it was still awesome. It was. I, I loved it. But um, maybe we might see more of the band thing. And I'm you know sure. what I would like? Because I saw them do this for the end of the year specials when they did that version oh. um, of So Hot and then I Feel You. And it was kind of reminded me of like early 90s No Doubt kind of did it remind yeah. anyone else of that? Like the way they were dressed and then just the kind of sound. It was kind of like an early 90s kind of ska kind of thing. Yeah, I totally yeah, I kind of thought that. I think that would be cool if they did that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious <laughs> to what kind of band thing they're going to do this time. Or maybe... Yan's a genius, so I'm I you know, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Yan's a survey genius. I'm not worried, I'm just, I'm very curious as to what's gonna be. Yes, that's the, and that's a good thing. Like it's <laughs> always it, it's always fun to have like your favorite idols who always deliver. Yeah. And like regardless if you like the music or not, they always 
try to do more. Try to be more. And I like the fact that the Wonder Girls are at a point where they're obviously like, "F this, we're just gonna do what we want." And like, I don't even feel like Girls' Generations are at that point because I always feel like whenever they do something, you can always see, you know, Lee Soo Min like on their back, just being like, "Smile." I egg yo this you know like whatever they end up doing like you just always feel that like SM burden on them like that you know they always have to perform whereas with Wonder Girls like you really feel like they're just like screwing yeah, like, around up there they're just like okay let's do a band and they did a band and you know. yeah like if like if JYP says something that you know yeah it's like what bitch what bring it bring it. <laughs> Let's go to war. Let's go to war. I will fight for this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really, I, I like, I like that. I like that they feel like they have some agency. I guess, yeah. Okay. So last thing, I guess, um, that I have after the Conan O'Brien thing is a little bit of romance news since we are well it's officially Valentine's Day here in the States now. Happy Valentine's Day everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Valentine's for Noah. But anyway, so uh there is some random news on um our, you know, patron saint of rumor um Korean rumors. Uh, news rumors, um, Nez and Buzz, that Lee Min Ho and CZ are still going strong, whatever that means. Haven't heard a lot about them lately, but whatever that means, they're still together in some way. And also, it's kind of bad for day six. Um, recently, Day Six's Jin Hyuk was accused of dating a fan, which you know when you when you hear these stories, you would think that people fans would be excited because this means hey, I have a chance. But no, it kind of turns into die bitch die, and I kind of don't understand. So over the past few weeks, there. Fans of Day Six's Jun Hyuk, you know, were on the internet doing their their sleuth in on the on the net, and they became they started getting suspicions that he was dating a fan. After a few of his Instagram updates, and Korean fans freaked the f out. They some of his Jun Hyuk's fan sites closed down. And there's a lot of really messy things that were said and done, uh, mostly with the Korean fans. Um, and then, of course, the international fans sitting there and saying, what are you guys, like, what are you guys complaining about? And, you know, that causing a whole other set of mess. So as of right now, as far as I know, GYP, E, or either none of the members have said anything and day six has not posted on any of their social media accounts since so if he is dating a fans 
Sad for them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't understand what fans is like, you know, oh, you know, it would be so awesome if they date a fan. And then, you know, when you think they might be dating a fan, then you automatically, like, rain down brimstone and hellfire onto <laughs> anybody associated with the situation. Um, I, I know, but it's like, you know, what would make you think that they would want to do that after seeing what the, you know, responsibly? Um, I mean, it could be a command. It could be also the fact that, you know, Day6 is a new group, so it's like, you're new as a group and it's straight out the gate. You're already dating someone. It's kind of like, eh, especially with JYP has that thing of like, you're not really supposed to date. Like, I'm kind of surprised too because Day6, I like Day6, but I didn't know that their fans were, like, I would okay. assume that their fans would be chill, just, you know, going off of the kind of music they do and the kind of group they are. I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's been, they've been really quiet since that whole incident happened. And so, I don't know. I mean, they're right now, they're getting ready for their their world tour, I believe, or U.S. tour. I can't remember which one it is. I think it's U.S. tour in Canada, mm -hmm. I think. So, yeah. um, I feel like they're just going to kind of, like, ignore this, like, for a while. They'll just be quiet about it. Yeah, yeah. which, uh, you know, I can't say that, that it would be the wrong thing to do because I would do that as well. Just ignore it until it goes away and... Whether it's true or not, and um, so that's the latest, um, and or any latest that I've seen in any like idol dating news. But in honor of Valentine's Day, um, I do want to say, do you guys? First of all, do you guys have any favorite idol couples, past or present? A really fun day. <laughs> I will say I told you guys already. Oh, not many idols date publicly, so I can't. Well, rumored. Let's let's add rumored into the mix because then I think that expands the list considerably. <sighs> Rumors. Uh -huh. I will say, because I told you guys, I am a fan of um, Johnny, or Hani and Jinsu, only because Jinsu um, will lay down for his woman. He said, if you say anything about us, I will sue you to hell, your ass to hell and back. And he's, he is serious about it, because um, we have seen JYJ sue. So we know that they, that they will do it, and that they will be serious about it, so... And I like Hani. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Jinsu other than he, you know, he's in, he's in JYJ and he was in DBSK and Once Upon a Time, but I think they make a handsome couple, so. No, I'm like, seriously, I'm trying to think of an idol <laughs> couple. What I do, I wish G-Dragon and Tia would date. They would be the most, my favorite, most, like, you know, problematic, quote-unquote, Couple. <laughs> like, Wait, always... Do you drag it in who? Because he's been. Um, do you he's drag been... it in Tia? Uh, 
G-Dragon and who? CL. CL. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, he's been attached to a lot of people. I feel like, and, you know, this is someone that's not um, particularly biased for CL, but I feel like she's too good for him. Even so. <laughs> G-Dragon is a nice guy. I don't know what you're... What, no, what you're I, I, I'm not saying he's not nice. I just feel like she's too good for him. No, I think he's too good for her. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. If if you see any, if you read any of his, like if you see him doing during interviews or behind this behind the scenes, like as a G Dragon fan, like he. But in, like, I don't know. I don't have anything against G Dragon, like personally. I'm sure he's a nice dude. I just, but, you know, just. Going off of, like I said, we're just going off of them being idols and their, you know, their um, would be professional like the personality. They would be like Beyonce and Jay-Z. Um, I, you know, maybe if they were a Western couple. But I have a feeling with, the, with uh, K-pop fans, I, I don't know. Ah, can't you let a bitch dream, damn it. And there's a lot of K-pop fans that, for some reason, ship him and Dara, like uh, a lot. Well, there. And is, I have a feeling they so would be extremely pissed off. So you know, no, no, I'm not talking about real life. This is my imaginary. Like, they, trust me, back in the day, they were way more shipping him with CL than they were like. Well, I don't know. I Dara. I always heard that him and and Dara were like a huge thing. I don't know. I don't know. Like the, what I, I'm talking. This is like fictional as well, because there's there's no nothing out there that they ever have been together. It's not even like him and Sohi, where I've heard a lot of accounts where in Korea apparently a lot of K-pop fans have seen them or known them to be together supposedly, and they just didn't say anything. But um. Which is a whole other creepy thing because you think about it. Um, I don't know how old G Dragon was at the time. I know that at the time they supposedly would have been dating, so he would have been about sixteen, going on mm -hmm. seventeen or so. <laughs> oh. um, so that makes me pause. Um, <laughs> so we can't think of any potential. Idols together or any rumored idols? I'm just waiting for Jackson and Young J to officially date. That's all I need. <laughs> okay. How about um, who you would like as to idol to be your personal Valentine? Mine. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so many to choose from. So hard Both to choose. Oh, Kiara. Um, um, well, for a guy, I would choose Junho for 2 p.m. Uh, Female-wise, Bora. Because Bora will always be the answer, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you so and Sam would be, like, would be like fangirling over Bora right now if you were here. Okay. Noah. Listen, if oh, she ever gave oh, me chocolate, I would die, okay? I oh. would. Uh, <laughs> oh. 
it's so hard to choose, but I think I would choose also Juho, but not because I, I like him in any way. So like, I just, he's cute and he has a nice ass. <laughs> he does. He very well does. <laughs> Ash, no comments, right? <laughs> Ash is like, okay. <laughs> I'm out. Oh. Ash? Ash? Oh. Is she still here with us? I don't know. I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got kicked off. Oh. <laughs> sorry, guys. I got kicked off for a second. I was like, I had airplane connection on or something. I don't know what the hell happened. Sorry. Um, last I heard, <laughs> Noah, you were saying something about... Um, Juno from 2 p.m.? Yes. Yeah, Juno asks, yes. And, but if I have to choose of all idols, like I would I would probably choose Onu from Shiny. Ah, if I had to. <laughs> Any particular reason or just he's hot or he's hot he seems like I don't know, I like the whole package. Okay. No, no, no. I'm talking about like he's visually pleasing. He seems like a nice person. He has oh, a nice I, I, voice. I know what you mean. Yes. yes please. Everything. Don't, everything I say does, is not sexual. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, well, we, <laughs> yes, we, we, we already know for Ash, but we still want to know. Top, 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 top. <laughs> T-O-P. Top, 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 top. But to mix up a little bit, but, I will say. Since when did you start to like T-O-P though? I have always liked Top. Always. But, but like that. Always. Even okay. when he was a little scary looking, I was like, there's something drawing me to him. Mm. And then, like, recently when he's, like, really coming to his looks and his age. Yeah. And we are this, like, same age technically, like, at least American age-wise. Um, I just want to put that out there. Um. <laughs> Yes, I love him, and he is is just he looks exactly the same in person, and it's just amazing. So yes, yes. he is. Oh, top. <laughs> yes, top. And uh, just to I will um, like Kara, I'll just uh, pick a female version because I do have a girl crush. I'll say two because this one's kind of predictable. Yubin. I've always loved Yubin. Always oh, Yubin is my girl crush. I've always loved her. And then Hwasa. Um, Hwasa, just, I, she gives me life. I love her. She's so sassy. She feels herself. She's got hips. And she's a K-pop idol, and she doesn't give a damn. And she's just, she's just beautiful. She's just beautiful. She knows she's beautiful. I love, like, confident, beautiful people. So both of them. Love them. Wait, question. Is Hwasa the youngest of the group? Yep. Really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not saying that. Are you, like, girl, are you supposed to be a Mama Moo fan and not know that shit? Come on, girl. I don't know everything. Okay, I'm, I've been a fan of K-pop for, like, going on eight years now. Come on. She's the youngest. <sighs> I know I knew this at some point. I just probably forgot. Yeah, I must have forgot. I mean, 
I'm she's 20, though. She's the youngest at 20. They're all in their 20s. Yeah, that's true. Okay. She, I thought she was the oldest at first, but then I think Ooh, I was the oldest. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, she does look like she's older than... Sol Solar is the oldest. Solar and then Mundul is twenty three is the next oldest and then Wien and Hwasa are both twenty. But I still love I, I love all of them. But um Hwasa, I love Hwasa. And it's more even more awesome that she has that much confidence at her age. I wish I had that much confidence at twenty. Oh me too. <laughs> okay. So, um, with that, that is officially all I have. Unless you guys, Noah or Kiara, have anything else that you guys want to um, mention? Nope. On I this need... podcast? Nope, nope, nope. Kiara? Nope, I'm good. Noah, it has been a pleasure having you here for this episode, and we hope you have you here for many, many more. Oh, well, yes, you will. <laughs> But when you, yeah, yes, you will. You will see me. You will hit, no, you will not see me, but you will definitely hear me. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. We'll Wait. work it out. Um, I'll work it out if I ever get around to it. Okay. So, you guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Um, you can always reach us by email at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com or on Twitter at nyanetizens. Um, we, um, I'm also frequently on the Twitter just commenting on random stuff, so, um, I'm, if you want to, uh, get a comment or say something to us or just like something we said, I'm likely to see you on there, or email as well. We're also, um, we keep, uh, all of our, um, podcasts, our episodes are on SoundCloud, um, as well as iTunes. Um, feel free to look them up on iTunes, even though I love SoundCloud. Um, but um, iTunes is where you can rate them and write reviews and possibly give us some more, you know, give us a little bit of press or, you know, whatever, just a little bit of something. Um, or, you know, and we um, we welcome good and bad reviews. So, you know, it lets us know somebody's listening. So, um, again... Um, thank you to all the people who still listen to us, even though um, we skip weeks and <laughs> we don't always um, post our uh, the podcast on time. And that's all on me because I'm the sole editor and such of this podcast. Um, but um, we are always working to make things better for you, the listener. And I um, am always... I'm still, you know, devoted to this podcast, and I'm always devoted to making things better for you, the listeners. So um, I can take constructive criticism and any, you know, suggestions or anything that you want to send my way. Ash, constructive, Ash's constructive. way. <laughs> always feel free to send to me. I'm working on a few things, but, you know, as everyone knows, uh, real life gets in the way. So, also, please be patient with me. So, yes, again, thank you, Kiara yes. and Noah, for being Thanks, here tonight and doing this wonderful podcast. And 
hopefully, again, we will do it again the next week. And we'll have some more interesting K-pop stuff to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, bye, guys. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.